What happens in Bavaria stays in Bavaria. See you later, bitches! Red Rocket, pal. So far, we've only killed 14 people at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Peg me. Peg me, man. Yeah. That, that was, was kind of my thought. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Integer, and just barely met her. Moist inside. The, the Red Rocket Club. Maybe they'll put us in Florida. It looks kind of like a penis. Welcome to people ah! time! <laughs> oh, shit, we're back. Ah! What, you guys thought we left? No. We're always here. No, we're not, we're not going anywhere forever. Yeah. Just for a long time. You just, you don't know when. Sometimes we're just gone for a long time. We're like a treasure you find sometimes. <laughs> Before we used to be consistent, now we're flipping it to make it sound better that we are... It's a... Shitty. It's a quantity over quality kind of thing. Yeah. We're like um, fudge. Yeah. You don't want fudge every fucking day. No. But when <laughs> you do get it, when you haven't had it in a long time... Well, mm. listen, Dabbler, I know your fat ass wants fudge every day. Yeah. I know you want us every day, but, you know... It's not, it's not how life works. Grow, grow up. <laughs> yeah, just alienate them. Like, this is your <laughs> fault. <laughs> grow up. You don't get everything you want. Well, shit. Well, uh, who are you today? Whoa. Uh, well, let's do... Uh, I'm. What were you going to say? I haven't picked a name yet. I'm just going with Ava Brontosaurus. Ava, you're just going to go with it? What do you mean? You're just, that's who you are. That's who I am. I was born Ava Brontosaurus. I don't get the reference. Is there a pun here I'm missing? I'm just gonna leave it that way. Oh, okay. You like leaving me in the dark. Yeah, I know. I think it's uh, it's very funny to me. You're like, <laughs> you're stupid. Uh, you don't get it. <laughs> well, I'm a naturally not smart person, so if I can find ways to trick people, and uh, like they don't understand a reference for something that I can feel superior, it makes you feel good. Only I've been what... doing that for like 25, 30 <laughs> years. So. That's what Ava does. We have a guest. <gasps> yeah, we should. That's what I was gonna say. We should announce. Yeah, that. we should have probably announced that first. I'm a, I'm not a good host. Huh, podcast host, bunker time. Huh? Okay, uh, sorry. What was your name? <laughs> uh, going by Tony Montana today. Tony Montana, S- infamous Cuban, sad person. Yep, and bourbon runner. And bourbon, bourbon runner. runner. Nice. Known for the white lightning as much as being Scarface. Is this like real or just in, just in the movie? It's real. At Al Capone, because oh. it's all based on Al Capone. Oh, oh that's right. I was gonna say yeah. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. And I don't know that much about Al Capone. Yeah. But anybody who ran booze during Prohibition is a hero in my book. Yes. Ran, ran booze during Prohibition and then basically set up the entire gang scene in Chicago. So that's, you know. Yeah. That's that, that's your 30-second Al Capone. <laughs> Thank you for listening to People Time. Uh, this is our new format. <laughs> See you in a couple months. It's a minute months. and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> See you in another few months. <laughs> Well, you have actually have a background though in some of because we talk about science a lot, right? I do. I'm I'm a dabbler referenced in previous episodes. This that, is very exciting. That yes. calls one of the hosts and complains about that's how science. I know that's the science. <laughs> you got this wrong. That's stupid. You just, you mix that up with something else. It's it's not that. It's more like it's more like uh, you two will make references about hey, what's this math for? And I'm like, I know exactly what that math. And we're like, we have no idea. We're not going to get into the math because we're too dumb. So we'll just well, skip we, ahead to this other part. We have tried a couple of times and then like, it you know, fails. Self, self-effacing, make fun of ourselves. But if it's a podcast, it's supposed to be about facts. And we're like scrambling to even put it together. That's not a great thing. Yeah. So <coughs> Tony's an old friend of mine and a science, <laughs> science. Oh, buddy. A science math guy? I'm just going to let it be. 
He's a science he's math guy. Is it you do work in science? You do work in science? I do. Some consider me a rocket scientist. Whoa. Yeah. Tech, so wait, did you like Jack Parsons episode? If you if you heard it, I've heard the Jack Parsons episode. The one that was most interesting was actually the the Heineck episode. Yeah. Because I've been in a conference room at Johns Hopkins University named after him. That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking blows me away, man. It makes us like I haven't done anything. I have a dog. <laughs> That's what I've got. Bobs! Come on, buddy. Dog wants to be part of the People Time episode, too. Yeah. He's been, he, he seems like extra. He's been on a lot of episodes of People Time. All right, so. Yeah, very strange. Uh, uh, just the revelation that Heineck is uh, significant in the science world and then significant in my bullshit alien world. He's Which we talked a about. diverse man. Yeah. Pretty interesting. In the episode. That was the most fun about the episode because I had no idea about any of the UFO stuff at all. Yeah, and I think even the episode we uh, surmised that maybe the reason that he's not more important, aside from the fact that maybe a lot of his science is obscure, but, you know, if you're an accredited scientist and you start talking about aliens, they don't talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I think that might I mean, be... that kind of happened with Jack Parsons, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of changed the... However, aliens are real, and, and whatever Jack was into isn't. Fucking your mom. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog, I think, was what came up. Well, what always gets me is when he summoned a woman uh, in his imagination. That's what he did. And then he was like, she's magical. And now I think she left him for L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Right. Who then went and created his own cult. Yeah. Oh, Jack. Taught L. Ron everything he needed to know. And then he, yeah, <laughs> turned it around on him. Thanks. I'm taking your girl. Cool. I'm going to go make a whole thing out of this, and you're going to die alone. <laughs> what was that name we discussed? Xanthu? There we go. That'll work. <laughs> Whatever. That's great. <laughs> Comes cool. out of a volcano? Yeah. Sure. From a meteor? Sure. Perfect. Right. Yeah, and uh, spirits and spaceships and John Travolta. And some sign here. Yeah. Well, and Tom Cruise. Who you've had as a pet for quite some time now. Yep. Tom lives in the backyard. Oh, he's he's moved out of the basement to the backyard. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. makes too much noise at night. Right. So he screams about Katie Holmes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Chester Copperpot. Copperpot? Mm-hmm. Chester Copperpot. Oh, someone doesn't get the reference. Oh, it feels so good to be on this side. This is great. Well, this, you're just being petty. That's, wow. Wow. That's really petty. Chester Copperpot. It's uh, from the Goonies. Oh, shit. Yeah. Another movie I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah. He's That's the one who died. <laughs> he went in first to go explore, and they find his uh, skeleton and his ID. Oh. And they're like, that's Chester Copperpot. If he didn't make it through the booby traps, how are we supposed to? But they, because uh, they never say die, that's how. Yeah. Chester Copperpot, apparently, I'm going to die. <laughs> I might die. I, might, I, I have to he say was die the reason. sometimes. He was the reason they had to never say die. Ah, there you go. Good See? film. That was a great film, yeah. Good film. And I've been in a really like big Cindy Lauper uh, mood lately for some Is reason. she in that movie? She sings in it. Oh, I love Cindy Lauper. Good enough for you, it's good enough. For me, it's good enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. No? No? Okay, I'm sorry. We can I mean, go I on. I think I heard it when I watched the movie. I, I don't I, remember any, any Cindy Lauper song other than the one that's in the Trolls movie, because I have to hear that. Which like one's in the seven Trolls? Seven times a day. I don't know. Uh, trolls just want to have fun. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. It's the original. Yeah. 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 I they know. just want to have fun. Yeah. My favorite is uh, True Colors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shine through. 
It's one of the big songs of my childhood. Yep. So, uh, so, so we're all Cindy Lauper fans. Good. Yeah. Hey, it gets the people time seal of approval, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Hey, hit us up on our Instagram, Cindy. Yeah, Cindy. After you hear this, because uh, I know you can. Uh, you, you list them all. We we know. Yeah, she's a big fan. Come sing an opening montage for the. Oh, that'd be great. We do need an intro song. Dude, if we had a People Time intro song that was written and sung by Cindy Lauper, that would be it from then on. Yeah, we could retire. <laughs> yeah. We'd just do one episode and be like, this, That's it. it. We, we've hit we, our peak. We did it. I'm going home. Well, hey, <laughs> if we haven't already said it, this is People Time. We're a podcast and we're uh, dumb, but we don't want to be dumb, so let's talk about uh, history. Yeah. We're doing a science guy because our science friend is in the bunker. Which is us. fun. I always think that's, um, that's good. Hopefully it won't, um, it won't be as embarrassing. I'll now. make my... my uh, Probably still will be. <laughs> I'll make my fun fact very quick and simple then because I, I, I want to dive in. This is going to be a good episode. Whatever you got to say. All I was going to say is that, did you know that about, we guess, 97% of history is just completely lost? Like written down history that we had. It is assumed that at least 97% of it, we just don't have anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that weird to think about? I don't like that. What we know is Well, do you mean little... just human history, or you mean written down? Written down history. Like academic Over the years. Like, even ancient Greece and ancient Egypt oh, and yeah. all the way from there up. Like, yeah, we just assume that yeah, we have a very small bit, which is interesting. Sad. Oh, well. So, yeah. but this podcast turns history into fun. If we had that under... 97% would it just be like all the shit that you ignore on Facebook and Twitter and stuff now? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, we don't need to write we don't Johnny's need. shit down. We'll we just ignore him. That's probably a good point. How much of it was someone was just writing down a bunch of stuff that no one cared about? And then when that guy died, they're like, just burn it. Yeah, just Who burn gives a shit? fuck? Yeah, because a lot of like, uh, what's that? That uh, rune stone they found where they were able to decipher the ancient Sumerian language was just like a receipt. Oh yeah, that's just got buried. Yeah. I think even the Rosetta Stone is not all that important of information. No, but it is what it stands for is good. What it was able to translate all the different languages. That's how we got hieroglyphs. Yeah, you know? but the actual <coughs> what it's actually saying is probably just like I have no idea. Actually, I think I looked it up once, but I don't remember now. I think yeah, I think it was like it was, rules just wasn't important or, or guy. I can't remember. Yeah, Anyways. or. A lot of the writing we have from ancient Rome is when they did all that graffiti, and it was just like, Rod has a small cock, yeah. and <laughs> Jimmy was here. Jimmy's a fucktard, and they're like, Jimmy's not a fucktard. I fucked your sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Romans. Even in Shakespearean, which is obviously later, but even Shakespeare, I, he would always make some, like, I guess he's kind of a- Oh, he's dirty. More or less, yo mama joke founder. He's a dirty man. One of the characters he wrote was like- not in front of my mother, and the other one's like, I've done your mother. And it's like, Shakespeare. That's Great. funny. Yeah. Great, yeah. I fucked your mom. Mm, fuck you. Hey, man, all that old art back then had to be illuminating and funny. Yeah. You know, there's only so much art. They're still humans. I think one of the things I've gathered from all of that is that when you look back at ancient Roman Greece, my first thought was like, oh, these are like a civilization that is very, uh, I don't know, boring and standard. They went to war and all that stuff, which is, that's interesting, but... They weren't goofballs, and then you find out, oh, yeah, no, they like dicks, and they think it's funny. Like, yeah, dicks are funny to everybody. It's hilarious. Farts. Yeah. yeah. So, wait, who are we learning about? Uh, Werner Von Braun. Who's that? Who's a guy? Let me pull my notes. Vernon Von Braun? Vernon Von Braun. Mm-hmm. It is... Vern. Um, and this was, uh, this was Tony's, Tony's request. Yes. 
Um, there's a tie in there. Engineering. Engineers. Ooh. That? Famous engineer? Uh, quite. What did he engineer? <sighs> Boats. I think. I, didn't, I don't know. I, you didn't do the research? I don't know. I read about it. <laughs> I wrote it down. <laughs> so Werner... Werner von Braun, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but he's, he's a former Nazi science, science guy. Yeah. Former Nazi. He, he, well, that's, that's part of the fun. That's part the of the little yeah. bit that I actually know about his personal life, Ooh. other outside of the sciences. Yeah. See, and that's, he's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even dare put even my estimations of a lot of the science in here. Some of it. But uh, it's mostly yeah, it's personal shit. Nice. I think we we've talked about uh, in in uh, my brief foray in college, I was a humanities guy. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. I wasn't so good with the science. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, let's start March twenty third of uh, nineteen twelve. Okay, so we're talking about Titanic, various like ship and sink. World right. War One's on yeah, its way. Right before World War One. Yeah. All the lead up events are already kicking begun. off. Where's he at? He's in Germany? Germany, Prussia, technically. Um, Actually, now I realize um, March 12th, that's pretty soon, eh? It's almost his birthday. Weird. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Werner. Yeah. So, oh, that's actually why I I said my name was Ava Brontosaurus. Oh, you're going to tell us now? Yeah, there's a tie into that. So Ava Ava Braun is Hitler's... Like girlfriend, wife, yeah, yeah. who killed, died, killed herself along with him. I always forget her name. Yeah. You pronounce her name Braun in America, or if you're in the West, but it's it's Brown if you're from if you're in Germany. Huh. His name is is because most people, if you watch like a documentary that's made in America, they're gonna call him Werner von Braun. Werner. But in 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 Germany, it'd be Werner von Braun. So that's what we're. Doing. I always thought the W's were turned to V's and not the other way around, like Volkswagen. Yeah, the W's are V's, <clears throat> so his name's Werner. Hmm. Yeah. Was it, it, but it starts with a W, I take it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Vernon, so I'm totally, oh. like, catching all up here. Yeah, that's all right. So, I'm an idiot. What's his name? Oh, Vern Troy, is that his name? The little guy that Troyer. Killed, killed himself. Ver- yeah. Vernon Troyer or Vern Troyer? I can't remember now. He dies, and then we forget him completely. You should do people that long. He was such a small thought. That's so mean. <laughs> Yes, oh, he's dead, and I shit on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna moonwalk my way out of this conversation. <laughs> just kind of shit. Homer in the hedges, just kind of yeah. sneak out. Fade back to. I wasn't here for that. All right, well, his whole name because uh, he's he comes from aristocracy or Prussian aristocracy. So he's rich. So and... his name is Werner Maximus. Sorry, Werner Magnus Maximilian Freiherr von Braun. Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. Because people think yeah. they're so important. I want 12 middle names, please. Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of like uh, his dad's name is Baron Magnus Alexander Maximilian von Braun. Yeah. Yeah, and his mom is Baroness Emmy von Quinstrop. So they're pretty high von up Braun. in status-ish. Yeah. Barons. Barons. It's like a mid-level aristocracy. Okay. You know, you got land and some eminence, but you're not, you're not running the place. Yeah. Yeah. But that means you do come with, like a lot of our topics from Europe, um, estates, servants, horses, mm. fancy uh, Tupperware, probably. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. It's like cups and stuff. Yeah. Really ornate. Or possibly automobiles. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming out. Yeah. I don't know when that came out. I haven't, I haven't done the guy. 
Henry Ford did the U.S. I don't think he was the first. I think someone else did automobiles before Henry no, Ford. No, it's but Henry Ford did Dr. His... Model T. Yeah. The do- Dr. Model T. Yeah. Who linked up his with... His name is Model T. With Mr. Wills. Tom <laughs> Tom Wills. Tom Wills. Justice for Tom Wills. <laughs> We're hitting some old, old references. That's old as hell. Um... That's fun. I think I talked about Tom Wheels in the uh, Wright Brothers episode, and um, uh, Werner loved the White the Wright Brothers. He referenced them in his speeches all the time. Yeah. So yeah, he's born uh, Prussian aristocracy. His dad does banking and and owns a bunch of farming shit. He owns a bunch of farms and investments in farms. So they're very well off. Okay. Uh, and he's one of those kid geniuses that we. Oh, did he start off showing it right away? Yeah. It was uh, about four years old. He could read the newspaper upside down. Well, I definitely couldn't do that when I was four, so yeah. I don't think why I could did do he, that now. Why, why would you... Hold on. Let me put this upside down. Well, I can still read it. Yeah, how do you... It's a four-year-old. How do you know he's not just holding it wrong? And he doesn't know. <laughs> and he just says, I'm reading it, Papa. He's like, whoa, my kid's smart. I'm writing that down. Look at that. My kid's smart. Yeah. His uh, brother's not that smart. Not that clever. Does he have multiple brothers? <laughs> He's got two brothers. I'm bringing that up because his dad even described his uh, Werner's brothers as clever, like ordinary people, but that Werner's a genius. Oh wow, that's pretty funny. That's that's what every kid wants to hear is how ordinary you are compared <laughs> yeah. to your brother. Why can't you be more like your brother, you <laughs> idiot? You're just so normy. You read the newspaper the right side up. God, you're you so... loser. <laughs> so basic. <laughs> Like ordinary people. Huh? I'm starting to wonder if the dad was reading it upside down, and he was like, "No, dad, look, just dad, what the hell? <laughs> oh, oh shit! Go, go tell your ordinary brothers about this. I've been doing this my whole life." <laughs> um, he was very musically inclined too. Uh, he started. Uh, he learned how to play like Brahms and Mozart really, really early, huh. and became a composer by the time he was like 12. Um, there seems to always be something like that when it comes to like child prodigies they're always like also besides just learning everything quickly like reading the stuff that everyone does but yeah. also give me an instrument and watch me work it i don't yeah they just have like an overactive mind yeah. and you give them something they get good at it i don't know yeah i've been playing the guitar for 12 years and i only know three songs and it's out of time so yeah, yeah. I'm, if, l- I'm less than the ordinary kid i think if we took a test I would not be interested to know where I land on the, the bell curve of human talent. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to see those results. This research no. I don't want to do. I don't, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> just leave it as is. <laughs> we'll never know. It's a, it's a mystery. We'll never know. We don't need to know. Um, he was also like a kid. Um, like, it seems like his biography does like to emphasize his interest in rocketry and explosions and fireworks. Yeah, well, where where were we at right now in this time frame for rocketry though? Like we're talking about still pretty early. If it's like, well, there's no rockets. I mean, there's like little rockets and there's missiles, right? But not anything that's gonna get you very up, like in the upper atmosphere or anything like that. Yeah, not not long range even, and right. nothing that can actually steer after it's after oh, it's yeah. lit. No, right? You just point it and hope that it just ballistic at this point. Point it and hope it goes straight. <laughs> hope, yeah. hope the... it doesn't blow up in your face. Hope is the main word there. Yeah. <laughs> So this is, um, he was so interested in, I mean, again, they describe it as rocketry because it's it's, it's Von Brown's uh, biography, but I see an 11-year-old kid with explosions, or explosives, yeah. and a cart, 
So he strapped four, him and his brother strapped four of these quote unquote rockets to the back of his wagon <laughs> and shot him down the road. Uh, in which he said that he was ecstatic. Uh, the wagon was wholly out of control and trailing a comet tail of fire. Wait, uh, it actually pushed the wagon? Yeah. Oh my God. Because this is back when you could buy cocaine at the. At the corner store, I imagine... It was given to you by doctors, probably. You could get some pretty <laughs> hefty explosive devices that they just give to kids. I was going to say, did he actually make these or like kind of put them together, or was it something he just I bought already? He bought them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you buy a rocket set up for a kid now, except, you know, 100 years ago when they weren't concerned about personal safety. <laughs> yeah. Think. Here, That's this is uranium. Works. Go play with it. He said, my rockets were performing beyond my wildest dreams. Finally, they burned themselves out with a... Magnificent thunderclap and the uh, thunderclap and the vehicle rolled rolled to a halt. The police took me into custody very quickly. <laughs> Fortunately, no one had been injured, uh, so I was released to the minister of agriculture, who happened to be my father. Oh, so it's also good to be. Yeah, fuck uh, the police! I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's crazy though. Like, I love that this is the idea that the second you realize that you can use this for propulsion. That that's what you do. You strap it to something, and then you, you get on out. top of it, and you're like, hey, light the fucker. Let's go. I'm going to ride this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in the windstorms when we tried the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that was so dangerous. What'd let's, you guys let's use? Let's take a sheet and a skateboard. Yeah. And see how fast we can go down this road. We use roller skates. Yeah. And a sheet. Yeah. We did roller blades and uh, those like little kiddie pools. Oh, wow. Well, it didn't work super well because you put it up and the wind was so strong it would push it down. Yeah, it's too heavy. But if you could kind of get it like at least in the middle and you held up partway, it'd push you around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, really, yeah it was a, a lot about your commitment because I know some kids would duct tape the sheet to their <laughs> hands and feet. I would just hold it and just kind of hope for the best. Yeah. Do you guys use any kind of padding at all in case you ate it? No. No. That's just... actually how we got shut down. The first time. Oh, no. What Mutual happened? friends jumping on the trampoline during a windstorm Ugh, with man. the sheets. And, and just... when and when one kid floats towards the road, like, <laughs> everybody's freaking out. Like, it wasn't rockets on a wagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't It wasn't that <laughs> reckless. Come on. Come on. It's fine. What are the chances that he's going to get run over by a car? That's the thing. People are so worried about children's safety. Here we are as adults. We all made it. Yeah. Except the ones that didn't. I don't know, even remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> what are we so concerned about here? <laughs> Have, I don't remember the kids that died in elementary school. You must have been too ordinary to figure it out. <laughs> we figured it out. We were clever enough to get out alive. <laughs> it's it's just Darwinism. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the kind of kid he is. Uh, his brother tells that story totally different, where he said that the cart like hit a bunch of people in a fruit stand. Oh, which one's true? Because I like I like that. That's more probably fun. that one. I mean, and then he downplayed it because he's like, "Oh, well, I got Werner. taken by the cops, so I had to tell him like." Ah, it's you don't good. get arrested for a successful test, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It, yeah, where it comes to a to a slow stop, like no, you, it's gonna hit somebody. Yeah, that's why you get. That's why you're and in cuffs. Maybe Edison was there, and he was like checking out the video camera, and he was all like hitting the fruit stand. This is hilarious, <laughs> and then that became a thing in movies later, all the time. That's a smart idea. Yeah. You know, you know comedy when you see it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like the Three Stooges. They would actually beat the shit out of each other and like, this is really funny. Someone put this... Can someone record this? This is really funny. I really hate you two. <laughs> Let's record it. I'm going to slap you and then we're going to record it. It'd be great. Well, uh, yeah, he, again, I, I don't know, it just feels like saying, telling the same story over and over again on this show sometimes. He was not good in school. He didn't like going to school. He did poorly in math and physics. 
What? He wasn't interested in it. Is it because it was just kind of like you beneath him kind of a thing? Like, I, I've got better things to do? Yeah, he was more into playing with his rockets for silly purposes, and he was more into music. Yeah. And um, I don't think it was that he was bad at it. He just wasn't interested. Yeah, I get that. Um, until his mom gave him a telescope, and like a lot of kids back then, he started reading sci-fi, pulp fiction right. books, uh, and he was like, uh, I can combine this with my love of explosions, and decided to think about uh, rocketry. And that's when he started to get interested in it, was when he was about 13 or 14. Yeah. He While did. he's composing some things, like, uh, I'm going to blow something up. Yeah. I really I like to think of it as your run-of-the-mill kid likes explosions. Yeah. And he also has a separate interest in getting to the moon. So he actually does want to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. He has that idea. Does he By have his the... teenage years, yeah, he made up his mind that that was his life goal, well, was they, to get to the moon. This is around Einstein time, too. So did he know, like, the physics enough to be able to say, like, yeah, it's totally possible, and we can we got to break through a certain... Not Well, he did point. after he read uh, what was, like, the book on rocketry at the time by Herman Oberth called Rocket into Interplanetary Space. Um, he bought it because it's supposed to describe how to take a rocket into space. Is it supposed to be a science, like a scientific book, or is it supposed that's, to be more of a... That's actually where his brain turned. He was dismayed that it was full of math. <laughs> He's like, what is this? This is not cool. So at the age what? of like 15, he devoted himself to math so he could understand the book, so he could get himself to the moon. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. So when he put his piano away, put his kitty toys away, and he hit the books. Nice. Yeah. If you're listening to this dabbler and you're young hit the books and then blow shit up blow shit up (laughs) hey you might be able to become a nazi and then it'll be forgiven later (laughs) oh this is gonna get interesting i don't know (laughs) 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 like there's a pause sort of kind of i think it's interesting because we're recording this during the early part of world war three right yeah yeah we should say that in case in case you're listening to this in a pile of rubble or you found a Wi-Fi signal somehow. I don't know why you're listening to this shit, but well, if it's World War Three and you're in a pile of rubble, listen to something else. And say if you're in Ukraine, supposedly, uh, what's his name? Uh, Musk. Tesla guy. Yeah, Musk put up his satellite above them so they couldn't knock yeah. out their... Uh, Starlink. Yeah, Starlink. Yeah, I fucking hate that guy, but that was a good gesture. You know... He also adjusted the, the uh, software in it so they can run it off of, like, a car battery. That's crazy. Yeah. They pushed a software update remotely so he can... Just plug it into like that's a, fucking like a cigarette lighter. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's a good way to unite the world behind one idea, where yeah. we don't have to fucking hate each other. We just have to hate Russians. Even that, I don't even hate the Russians. They don't even want to be there. Yeah, it's just the one fucking guy. Yeah, terrible. Mm. And to that point, um, I don't. You know, I uh, don't know when this episode's coming out. Probably soon, but I did this research the week that Russia invaded Ukraine. That's got to be a hard time to do research. I've been pretty distracted. Yeah. So, uh, it's a hard one. And you're on some extra lists now. Yeah? Pro- am I? The FBI is very interested in you now. Oh. Mm-hmm. Doing rocketry research when they're While literally they're using <laughs> rockets. <laughs> so Why is he so interested in the, the beginnings of rocket? Why is this guy whose whole internet search history is porn and cartoons <laughs> suddenly really into rockets? <laughs> porn and cartoons? We've Sometimes a mixture... Usually, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle porn? What? Yeah, I'm not into that anime stuff. More like 90s cartoons right. redone. Right. Like The Simpsons. and. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Especially when there's a crossover, right? When it's like 
The Simpsons and Rugrats. I don't know why. Rugrats. <laughs> I was trying to think of '90s cartoons, and that's just what came out of my face. I'm super sorry about that. God. Oh my God. What was? I think the dad's name was Phil Pickles. Uh, something like Stan that. Stan Pickles. It's a uh, stew. Stew Pickles, yep. just giving it to Wilma Flintstone. <laughs> yeah. Just giving her the rocks. Invent this. I think he's an inventor of some kind. I don't know. Yeah, he comes up with a whole bunch of stupid inventions for yeah. the whole show <laughs> yeah. that are supposed to help the kids raise themselves, as near as we can tell, right? Which is funny because oh, he's less parent. Yeah. As I yeah. said, the entire time he's doing this, he's away from his kids yep. while they're. Huh. What a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have... Then they name their baby Dill, like Dill Pickles. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Just really That's on the head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kids hosed for life. <laughs> well, uh, luckily, he's a smart guy. Um, you know, when you're interested in something and it ends up being just math, you apply yourself to it. You're smart enough to figure it out. It's dope. Was he pretty good once he started applying it? Like, did he immediately? Yeah, yeah. Like his dad Some said, he's all the talent. Yeah. yeah, figures out what an integral's for, and life I, gets easier. I don't even know what an integral is, let alone what it's for. Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's magic with numbers. Yeah, yeah. please chime in with science at any point if yes. you want. If it, Integrals are boring, but I can explain them to you if you'd like. <laughs> so let's, let's, how about this? Like, uh, uh, I'm assuming you haven't read Herman Obert's book, because I'm sure it's outdated t- uh, info. But let's say, what, do you, what is your guess is the math that would be in it? So I'm assuming most of the math is based on the trying to find out what the later named von Karman line is. And what they want to know is when you can get far enough out to, that the Earth's pull doesn't balance anymore. Right. So essentially when you're in space. When you say balance, mean it's no longer a gravitational pull on that object? There's always a gravitational pull, but uh, the momentum that you have balances the gravitational pull. Oh. So then you get into like a satellite orbit. Right, right. So they're trying to speculate mathematically like what would be the technical line of... Yeah. Oh, now you're in space. But so, that's only to just get, not to the moon, but just to orbit, right? Just get out Earth. Yeah, but momentum in space, once you actually have anything built up, you don't lose it because you're not fighting right. uh, like air pressure anymore. Yeah. So once you get to, the theory was once you get to the von Karman line, you really don't need much more fuel to get to the moon. Oh. You can use the moon to then circle back and you need a little bit of fuel to aim back towards earth okay <clears throat> so does the does that line exist today is that an actual yes. thing so uh, he... uh, von Karman didn't actually define it i believe until after i think that it was well after this i wrote my thesis on von Karman. he's should, a he's a guy i should yeah oh, okay i yeah. should know a little bit more but it's approximately yeah. 100 kilometers weird yeah it's that's what's always freaks me out is that space is not as far away from you so, as yeah. you think. no it's, like it's a... really not a couple miles? Yeah. I don't know what a kilometer is. Well, like, like you're <laughs> like, a regular... Around 50 miles. Oh, 50 miles. Okay. So a regular, like, commercial plane uh, goes up, like, five five or six miles up? They can go up to seven or eight. And so the space is just a few more miles above yeah, that. It's really... Yeah. You've used so much, so much power to get that far when you look at the gravitational force. <laughs> it's not that much harder to get it. So the, the Vomit Comet... They could probably get to low Earth orbit with it. Oh, what's the Vomit Comet? It's a stripped out, um, really big airplane they use to train 
NASA astronauts. Oh, oh where they go with they go zero up and G. down. Yeah, and so they you... can do zero G for um, thirty or forty seconds at a time. I didn't cool. put it in my notes because it felt kind of silly. But Brown in the in the seventies got in one of those. So yep. You could experience zero G. That's cool. I want to do that. I saw the one that I thought thought was cool was uh, Stephen Hawking's. Oh when yeah, there, when you could see that big ass grin on his face. Yeah. Crazy, he's finally weightless. That's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool to go there. I would not. Thank you very much. Did he go to a like a specific school, or is this just a normal like high school he's going to now for his Let's education see. on math? Let's see what my notes say. This <laughs> is literally from my notes. After high school, Ooh. Brown went to Berlin's or yeah Berlin's Charlottenburg Institute of Technology to study uh, mechanical and aircraft engineering, and he also became the apprentice to the man who wrote the book that inspired him, Herman Oberth. Um, he actually got to meet the guy who wrote the book he was reading. Yeah, that's the reason he, he went to that school. He became his apprentice. Yeah. That's got to be like your childhood dream, even if you're a genius or not, but you're working your way up into the field you want to go into, yeah. and the person who kind of got you interested in is still out there working, and, and you're like, I want to come work with you, pal. You uh, are bright enough and smart enough for him to be like, yeah, you could be my apprentice. That is cool. Because like, if I had done that with my childhood hero and met Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm definitely not. Yeah, you'd be a karate master. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have the chops. Oh, you wouldn't literally make it, or figuratively. He'd be like, "Nah, you're too normy." For one, not a turtle. Yeah. For two, uh, you don't know how to use nunchucks. Your body's bruised. <laughs> but Mike. But, but you can wear a hockey mask. You could be like the. the Ooh, Casey. The, That's true too. Is that the second movie sidekick? Yeah. Could be Casey Jones. Yeah. He's my favorite. The guy who tries to move in on. Uh, <laughs> on, on April. 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 <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think he gets her at the end. Yeah, you gotta know what a crumpet is before you know what a cricket is. Right before he murders, <laughs> or thinks he murders Shredder, yeah. with just a whoops. <laughs> Classic American film, everybody. We've gonna... mentioned it a thousand times. Every episode. Go watch it. So, Herman Oberth, um, at least at the time, was considered one of three preeminent rocket scientists in the world, next to the American Robert Goddard and the Russian Konstantin Sylkovsky. Mm-hmm. That sounds pronounced correctly. So it was a pretty big deal. I mean, not only, yeah, like we said, you meet your hero, but now you're in the fold and you're in the... Now you are the hero. You're one of the heroes soon. Holy shit. You're going to be the guy that people are going to be like, I want to go work with that guy. Was that what they were talking about in the Foo Fighters? Vernon Von Brown? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Foo Fighters. Yeah. Like the literal, the, the airships that go and... It was all connected in my mind. You know, there goes my hero. There goes my hero. Flying and because of propulsion rocket. <sighs> You're faster than I am. I'm sorry. I have to. You have to give me a second to like put the pieces together. Oh no, it's not smart. It's that I I free associate like three or four ideas and then vomit them all at once. And they're not actually. I related. feel like it's good. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. It's too it's too stupid. <laughs> well, they were part. Of, they were part of a society uh, dedicated to the Endeavor spaceship travel. Uh, it was him and a bunch of other academics led by his, uh, his mentor, Oberth. Uh, their whole goal was to fundraise money for rocket research because the, the government was really not interested in going to space so much as you know, making bombs out of the tech they come up with. Of course. Is um, this like also, because you say there's also a lot of math. Is there like specific people that are like math oriented? Like this is how you do it. And then there's people that are like, here's the material that's needed to be able to get that kind of explosion. That's the right kind. Oh, it's all the same science. So all everybody's involved. Okay. So when you, in engineering, because I studied the exact same things. Yeah. Uh, you have to learn all the basics of the math 
and then usually like when you're finishing engineering you learn the material parts yeah or how to actually make the pieces so he went because um and i can't remember his name otter otterman who the his, his mentor. mentor oh oberth oberth he went there because oberth was working on it but i'm assuming when he went there it was basically no you need to take two years of math and science classes and then you can come yeah he's apprentice. It's like ah, oh, damn it you need the groundwork first yeah. you gotta put in the work kids and then afterwards, you'd then go, okay, this is the right material to get this kind of result. And then you add this kind of material on top of it to get yeah. the next. Okay. You have to be a, a cart pusher <laughs> to become a bagger. The good news, though, is you can put rockets on your cart and get you there faster. And kill all well, the once... old ladies who are shopping in the middle of the day. Yeah. 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 But bag first, you're right. <laughs> you got you to gotta start at the bottom. Creepy old ladies shopping in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old reference to a, a former job. They're the worst. Mm. Yeah, Tony and I both used to work at Albertsons. How was that? <laughs> Back when it was actually called Albertsons. Yeah, I don't even think there are Albertsons anymore. Yeah, it's well. called Associated Foods now. Yeah, yeah that's right. A Fresh time. Markets. That's right, Fresh yeah. Markets. Yeah. So uh, what's fun is this uh, Society for Spaceship Travel, which is what it was called, but in German, uh, which I didn't write down. Nothing. I just realized this whole time. That... Go on. No. Oh. Um, what they would do to make money is they would blow shit up. They would make little rockets to explain the technology to people. Can I just say that sounds like the coolest way to make money? But also, the way they make money is blow shit up. I mean, this is like 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 we were saying. Uh, the uh, we don't have the ability to fly or control them. Yet. Yeah. They're not radio controllable. They're really just. Explosive strapped to a piece of plastic or metal, they shoot into the air, and then it hits a building or a person, uh, <laughs> and everybody is just really stoked. And they pay; they, people are paying to paying watch to it. Come watch it, okay. Yeah. And it's it's partly educational. They sort of explain it, but of course, everybody there is not paying attention. They're just there for the right. There's someone going like, "Here's the math." And they're like, "Hey, sit down, stupid! I'm trying to watch things blow up. Light it on fire! All right. Fireworks! <laughs> yeah. Do the boom!" Do the boom fund. Ocean's coming this way, doctor. No, this is so great. You're like, People's lives back then, like the physical danger around every corner is just a much better world. Because I think everybody's had that experience with on a very small scale with fireworks where a firework got launched at you. Yeah, oh yeah. Sometimes on purpose. And uh, Yeah, I've had both. Yeah, it's fun and scary. Well, Only if you have the best of friends do they shoot fireworks directly at you. Exactly. Well, see, what's fun is usually what they're shooting at you is either, uh, what are those, the Roman, Roman candle or the bottle rocket. Bottle rockets. Those hurt like hell, the bottle rockets do, when they, yeah. if they pop on you. But the big ones that are supposed to go into the air <laughs> and explode, yeah. when that falls over that's and shoots at you, that's not fun. It's every man for themselves. You will run over children and dive oh. to get... Yeah, I believe I ran past my wife like, fuck this! <laughs> get down! That's that's my, that's my all the help you get is me shouting that's, commands. That's like blow your face off type of fun. Type of American fun. Yeah. Yeah, we hid behind a car that just was getting shot at by a firework that fell over. So we're all just back there and it's just... Shit, pop, shit, pop, pop, pop. That happens so much when... I don't know if it's Salt Lake specifically or Utah allowed the big ones a few yeah. years ago, and we didn't know what, how to use them. <laughs> yeah. Turns out they're also not very sturdy, it seems like. No. It's like a very tall tube on a very thin stand yeah. that's just like, I hope this stays open. Well, and every road, when you drove past on July the 5th, had a pile of rocks, because that's what people were using to <laughs> hold the shit up. Yeah, it's already happened to them once. If you read God. the package, it always says, use bricks to... 
Yep. Yeah. Fortified. If you have bricks. And they're like, we don't. We have some decorative rocks. Engineers write up instructions, and everybody's like, yeah. I was about to say, people read those? Just set it out there in there and the, light it off. It's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll probably go up. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, when you think about it, if it falls over, the likelihood it's going to fall towards us is less likely than hitting the neighbor's house. <laughs> and who fucking I hate my neighbor. Yeah. Fucking hate I, all my matter neighbors. Matter of fact, let's just go and knock it over right now and <laughs> aim it at our neighbor. Just kick it. Fuck you! Hey, fourth of, happy 4th of July, fuck face. <laughs> well, what's fun about this is uh, at pretty much exactly the same time, you know, in the real world, while... Uh, while Werner's blowing shit up for fun, that's exactly what Jack Parsons is doing back in America. No, I was gonna say, he's same got thing. He's going to college. He's in a space group, and they're just blowing shit up, blowing up their own school. If I remember, they, they took off like some small chunk of a building or something. <laughs> yep, like a whole half a corner of a building. <laughs> well, I think it was like a fucking library. And they're like, "We'll pay you money, but you got to do this somewhere else." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they are experimenting with, and I, I didn't put too much info in here because uh, it's out of my realm of science, but they're using uh, liquid fuel shell rockets. So what is a liquid fuel? I, I only think of gasoline or maybe like some sort of... Uh... I couldn't find exactly... I mean, uh, some of the stuff I looked at did say the chemicals. I didn't know what they were. No so idea. it's a, usually in a liquid fuel rocket, you need something that burns slower than gasoline. It's more like diesel fuel. Oh, okay. Uh, but you actually try to thicken it. Okay. <clears throat> and that's just to make it so that, is this to like give it more power but without an explosion? Like it actually thrust? Or is this for... Yeah, so gasoline would auto-ignite and blow up the container much easier. Yeah. Whereas even like in engines, right, diesel fuel burns slower. Yeah. So that's kind of the point. If you want it to burn slow and continuous, which is actually the reason that eventually uh, the U.S. switched away from liquid-fueled rockets. Oh, okay. We still have some. But... We use solid fuel rockets now. Yes. Huh. For like NASA and shit, or just in general, like for even like NASA aircraft? has both the boosters that they put on the side of the the big. The, the, well, the new rocket developed by ATK for NASA is solid fueled. The five stage rocket, the huge, bigger round one. Yeah. The one that you've most likely seen launching the shuttle recently. The two reddish colored. Those are solid boosters. Huh. And then the shuttle actually uses liquid fuel because what... because liquid fuel you can typically throttle. That's about the only difference. Uh, right. Yeah. You don't have just an explosion, but you can't can kind of... shove solid... You yep. know, you yeah. can't, well, you can't stop the reaction once the solid's lit on fire. It's going. It, yeah. So that's surprising to me because, that's... yeah, everything I saw in here, that was sort of Werner's thing was um, the, the, I guess, the scientific switch at the time from a type of solid to a liquid was like, we figured out rocketry. Yeah, it's funny that we switched back once it became more precise. Well, it seems like it's just now more aimed at what it's it's going to be best to use for. So you use yeah. the liquids when you need to be more precise and want to steer and guide, maybe. Yeah, which yeah. is actually yeah, which makes sense because what ends up happening here is and and they're shooting off rockets. They're you know maybe a couple of feet tall types of you know high end. If you go to a toy store, I was gonna say it's the, the nerdy kids in the park who yes. I actually want to go hang out with. Except those, like, I don't know what fuel those use. I've never shot one of those off. When I was a kid, we used the, the air pump ones. Yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't know what kind of fuel, like, if you go to a hobby store, what you're putting in there. They're kind of expensive, because I was actually going to buy some. using steam for the most part. Yeah, they I don't... Just use it more efficiently. So you can't fucking give a kid a canister full of lighter fluid. Or they have some fuck. stuff. Uh, actually, at the planetarium, they sell some at the, our local planetarium. They have, like, they look like little 
they're different colored, and each one has something written different on it, and I didn't take the time to read what they were, but they have, you know, little little charges, little mm. explosives that you can stick on, but they're kind of expensive. Like, I'm not sure if that's just because it's a, oh, I bet. you know, a hobby that when you get into it, it's... It's a rich kid hobby. Yeah. Which is why I use, I use the air pump ones. Like, to get started, you're spending, like, 200 bucks just to, like, get the full package. Oh, easily, yeah. Because these would... are things that are designed to not explode when yeah. they could... I would have thought that they were using those CO2 cartridges. They probably, you probably do still have those too, I'm sure. Cause yeah. I, they had a whole bunch of array things. Even just like the, you pump up like a two liter bottle. Of, yeah. 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 I yeah. know that, or I'm fairly out. certain that they're not going to give kids rocketry components that have, that you can light on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Like, yeah. Like I don't, they wouldn't even design those for like nobody under 18 would be able to buy them. Yeah. It'd be like buying a lighter. Mm. Now, because you were doing, you're doing rocket stuff. Yes. Related with all the, did you did you go out and do this kind of stuff? Did you go do the whole rocket in the park yeah, and all those types of yeah, stuff? Yeah. And was there times where you experimented by like, I'm gonna make my own. Yeah, but not very successfully. What happened? <laughs> you like 99 percent of the time it blows Just up explodes. on the ground. That's, <laughs> I mean that's that's how that's how rocketry for even all the way up into World War II that we're gonna get into that happens like. Way more than it should. Right. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. dealing with explosives. Explodes, explodes on the ground, kills the 14 people that were working there, and we start it over. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did anybody write down what that mixture was? Well, let's not, let's, let's not, not use that one anymore. Yeah, that. the guy who's dead wrote it down, and it was Fuck. in his pocket. Fuck. All right, let's just start over. All right. Give me 14, 14 more. Guys. <laughs> 14 other guys were watching all of a sudden. Like, oh, God. Oh, man. I'm up next. I'm on deck. Well, we better be successful this time. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's World War Two, you know, you have a limitless supply of uh, POW slaves and sure, yeah. Jewish people to just throw it hey, stuff. Go light that thing over there for us. Go do it. Do it, or I'll kill your entire family. I'll let this you is go. science. <laughs> well, um, so they, I, this was so important to them because I guess this was the only like rocket society in Germany at the time. They even got published um, that they had eighty-five successful rockets. That went up to altitudes of 1,200 feet of free flight. Whoa. Enough so that this got the... And I guess that's impressive. I yeah. don't... I guess for the time Seems. and place. I'm, I don't know. Because here I am. Whenever I think of these scenarios where it's like they're the ones who are <clears throat> pioneering this, my thoughts are, this is me out there. I, I, I'm dumber, obviously. But <laughs> if I get it to go 1,200 feet, I'm like, fuck yeah. So if you're the first people to get that, you're probably like, shit, yeah. Yeah, and it, it has to be impressive because the, the German military, which is the Weimar military at the time, I mean, we're, pre, we're pre-Nazi here. Um, this is after World War One, pre-World War Two. That military was interested in the rockets because, A, you know, after World War One, Germany had to go through a demilitarization where the Versailles Treaty said, yeah. no, no tanks, no... Uh, they had to no- apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get in that little that little caboose, that little and, box car, and then like sign it. We suck. We're sorry. sorry. It was all our fault. And then Hitler. They didn't mean it the whole time. <laughs> well, the Versailles Treaty specifically said you cannot have uh, a navy. You can't have an air force. You How do you do that to a country? That's crazy. Strip them of their. Well, I mean, and you're ugly. It's like sign that, it. It's like that. I don't know if I've told this before because you know Norm Macdonald recently died, and I love Norm. Norm. Yeah. He told this joke where he's like. You know, uh, I don't have a problem with a lot of countries. People talk about North Korea and how scary that is, or Russia. The only country that I know that I'm afraid of is the country called Germany in Europe. I don't know if you've heard of it, but twice they said, let's go to war 
with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to war with the world. Like, I, I can't trust the people like that even up till now. They're the same thoughts. I love Norm because his, his style of humor is, in my opinion, so unique. It seems like most of the time he it's like he's one step back, but he's really ten steps ahead of everybody else. Yep. It's oh. crazy listening to that guy. Yeah, that's just how he was as a thinker, too. Yeah. A strange man. He's, he would say something, you're like, I don't even know. That's random. Is he keeping up with the conversation? And then, like, five <laughs> seconds later, forward. yeah, you're like, oh, holy shit, Norm. Okay, yeah, never mind. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. And he also, there was no line he wouldn't cross. That's man. true. That's scary. Yeah. It made a lot of people pretty upset. Yeah. I saw Andy Dick on his show got offended, and I don't think Andy Dick has an offended bone in his body. I don't know. I also think, like, yeah, but, you know, a year later, it all comes back around, and he knew that, and he was like, actually, he was making a point. This that... is going to be really funny. <laughs> I swear to God, it's how he was. The guy was just, like, way ahead. <laughs> Years ahead. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He told so many 9-11 jokes. It's just great. Yeah. Got to make fun of everything. Well... The German military at the time, they were taking advantage of this uh, rocket uh, idea because the word rocket is not in the Versailles Treaty because it was written before the technology had really been around and wasn't militarized. So the German army was like, we can use rockets because we didn't say anything about uh-huh. rockets. Aren't they also <laughs> yeah. making tanks, though, too, and shit? I mean, they do eventually in the 30s. Yeah, they do in the 30s. Once, uh, yeah, once Hitler gets in control of things, they just throw the Versailles Treaty away anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they f- actually, at that point... It's they're making other things, and he, Hitler basically repurposes all manufacturing to, to to be military. Yeah, yeah. Shit. The only person who noticed was was Chamberlain. I, no, no, uh, it was uh, uh, Winston. Oh, Churchill. That's Churchill. Yeah. Chamberlain. Who? Chamberlain's the one who ignored it. <sighs> Chamberlain's such a jackass. Yeah. He's a fucking. Churchill guy. is like Churchill's doing. They're that. up there doing something. And then Chamberlain was like, they signed saying they weren't going to attack anybody. We're one, guys. This is great. And then, like, a month later. I don't remember what it was, if it was a movie or a book I was reading, but, yeah, where it just, it just Chamberlain, I think he did that, like, three or four fucking times. <laughs> where, like, Hitler walked in and took Austria, and then Chamberlain was like, you know, that was not nice. Hey, And guys, Hitler was like, you know what? I'm, uh, you're right. Taking Austria was wrong. Again. I'm not going to do it again. And Chamberlain's like, you're a straight shooter. You're a I know. Shooter. I can tell, like, but just by looking at I you, I know honesty when I see it. <laughs> and then when you do You're it an again, man. and again, and they just keep having the same talks. It's like that that parent that just like yells at their kid but doesn't ever do anything about it. Like you little shit, and then they keep doing it. Like, well, what do you expect? They know they can get away with it. Jackass, Chamberlain. Yeah. So yeah, the the military gave him a little bit of money to build a few rockets to uh, put on a demonstration. Uh, the demonstration went poorly. Literally crashed and burned. What? Did it go up in the air? They shot four rockets and none of them went very high and they all crashed into something and exploded and it just looked reckless and <laughs> like chaos. Just... Yeah, as Tony was saying, yeah, science. How it goes? But it was. Give it... me fourteen more guys <laughs> from the military and I guess. And, and and two million dollars. Also, we need some new viewer. I got some of the people that came here to watch. Yeah, I need a new audience, please. <laughs> burned a lot of their faces <laughs> and you're gonna have to rebuild that church over there we're very sorry <laughs> hopefully this is not such a religious country see and i hope the whole entire time hopefully. he's just like yelling like it's, like it's a success like woo, this oh, is yeah. so great and everyone's like oh my god brown is that kind of guy where he's like if it's a failure we're still learning yeah it is you know, he's true. an optimist we just guy. tested the fire department that's all yeah we we're testing that response time <laughs> they're like 18 times a day <laughs> 
Hey, you guys are getting better. You guys are good. You're getting faster. You used to be a lot slower, remember? Remember, remember the first when time? Didn't, when you didn't know who we were? <laughs> you didn't know we were doing this? Yeah. It was like 10 minutes. Now it's like a minute. Is it, is it just around the corner? It's a 90%. Or that, so nah. your response time to other parts of the city is lower. I recognize that, but it's not really where it's not my concern. This is where right the now. biggest explosions are happening, anyways. There's the biggest fires happening over at Mod's house. <laughs> Let Mod burn to death. So, uh, but it was actually Brown who was only twenty-two. Um, he was determined enough to be like, "No, this this is a good technology." Um, I I have a problem with this because he's so he goes to a colonel and convinces him that it's worth the research. Uh, the rocket technology. Um, I have an issue with this because Brown loves to say over and over again that he's into rocketry, not because it's militarized, but because he wants to go to the moon. And obviously this is his best opportunity to get funding. I was about to say, maybe that's more. he begs the military to, to bring him aboard, and they do eventually give them a little... I mean, if you could be a Ninja Turtle, yeah. you needed the money to be able to make that transformation. And you knew that the only place you can go is go to the military, and they would... You know, you might be able to convince them, but otherwise, everywhere else, you're not going to get it. No way, man, because a real Ninja Turtle would never... Uh, you're not a real one yet. Integrity. You got a first... And stuff. <laughs> P- pizza over guns. Yeah. We don't use guns. Ah, fellow chucker, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what he did. The military employed him and a small uh, group from, from that rocketry company, or... Uh, Group of people, his rocket friends, a bunch of nerds. Rocket pals. Yeah, the rocket pals, that'll work. Um, he also around this time got... Red his... rocket pals. I'm sorry, go on. Red rocket pals. <laughs> Stupid. Sorry. We're above jokes like that. That would be if it was oh. Soviet. Oh, yeah. shit, he's right. It's the German rocket pals. I'm just trying to shove my dick in, my yeah. dick joke in. Yeah. My dick in, you guys' story. Dick shoving. Sorry, go ahead. Dick shoving. We we I uh, I hadn't heard a good dick joke yet. We're talking about phallic shapes. I'm mm. sure rockets. That's true. We haven't made a single sex joke. So yet. I'm trying to oh, shove it in there real quick. Oh, there'll be more. There'll be more dick jokes. Okay, good. Yeah, the fucking space. I was afraid because it'll become a my rocket's bigger than yours story, and oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. that that leads mm-hmm. right into dick jokes. And yeah. they're all red tipped. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. Hey, they're not all though. Okay. Yeah, either way. That's how I see them in my mind. You know, like every cartoon that has a rocket, the tip is red. <laughs> Cartoons I watch. Yeah. So, yeah, he's still only 22, and uh, around the same time he got his doctorate in physics uh, with a dissertation about applied liquid-fueled rocketry. Okay. Uh, the military paid for all this uh, because his paper would obviously be full of what is then military secrets oh. about... Uh, liquid fuel of rocketry. So his uh, his dissertation, if you want to look it up, is called "About Combustion Tests." Oh, so he actually you can actually still if you want to. I don't know how accessible it is, or if you had to pay for it. Probably not. It's pretty old. But it's just not called anything about rocketry. It's called "About Combustion Tests." So in 1933, uh, one Charlie Chaplin, uh, stachio jackass clown person, was Hitler. appointed Chancellor of Germany. Yeah. And, um, let's see, doctor, well, he's a doctor now, Dr. Brown. Oh, he is. He's got his PhD. Got his PhD. Hmm. Uh, did not involve himself in politics whatsoever, uh, but he did have to decide if his interest in rocketry was more important than the potential Nazi agenda. 
because as the Nazi government took over, obviously now the military is mo- uh, Nazified. Yeah. The way Ukraine is. Oh God, Putin's trying to Not de-Nazi. The, uh... Yeah. I'm trying to re-Nazify Ukraine. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Go Ukraine. Uh, did not see that coming. <laughs> I don't. I don't think most listeners are going to understand the misinformation part. Of Sorry, we have to. Sounds like you're like way deep into. The... <laughs> no, let's just not. Let's just skip yeah. it. <laughs> skip it. You know, never mind. It, it's interesting when you talk about it because Hitler did the same thing. It's lie to your people about what's actually going on. Yeah, propaganda. It's not hard to do. People are very easy to trick. For instance, everyone who listens to this show tunes in to be educated. I don't know what they do. I don't know. But they're listening, so... I thought it was for the dick jokes. <laughs> it's the dick it's jokes. It's gotta be. It's the, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm they're fine. not even that great, but, you fine know... dicks. You gotta find a dick joke. But um, his dad, uh, Brown Sr., who was the Minister of Agriculture, actually resigned after the Nazis came to power, not wanting to be associated with that. Oh, he did not like the movement. Well, even the very early Nazi party was very forthright about being anti-Semitic, and... Um, yeah, just wasn't much of a secret. Very gross politics. Why is, very retributive. They're not Jewish or anything, are they? No, they're Prussian. Yeah. Um, but uh, his dad was like, "Oh, that's gross. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be part of that." Well, good so, on his dad. Brown, our guy, uh, doubled down and uh, joined the Luftwaffe. He did. Well, he didn't become like a Nazi Party member, so there there are. Um, oh shit! Was that? Just it's... a picture of him with Nazis. Is he the one in the suit, I take it? Yeah. 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 yeah that's... It gets worse. Oh, yeah. It gets Much worse. worse. So he, he joins the Luftwaffe as a reservist because if you're going to stay in the military, he's employed in the military as a you know a technician and, and a specialist in rocketry and research. So but if to you're blow the... people up. Yeah. If you're in the military, uh, into the Nazi regime, you have to do uh, – there's a – conscripted you know required military service oh yeah so he did his military service in the luftwaffe because he wanted to fly planes and he was really stoked about that okay so so he was obligated to join no matter what yeah every well oh sorry yes if he if he wants to be in the military to continue his research he has to join a military arm and serve as a reservist. I got you. Okay. And he chose the Luftwaffe. But I, I mentioned that in the way of saying he's choosing to... Join Nazism. Yeah. He's not officially you know, a party member. He's not in the SS or anything crazy like that. <laughs> <clears throat> so he flies some planes around. <laughs> uh, that's actually a big interest of his. He always had a huge rocket mm-hmm. in his pants for, for piloting. For yeah. Um, Seems to be a pretty regular thing for people that mind state. People who like rockets and flying. Sorry. It's the same. I'm a pilot. Oh, yeah. my God. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus That's Christ. That's the joke he's making. Oh. Yeah. I, I, it's so much fun <laughs> having someone who's actually, like, smart on the show with us. Who can <laughs> for give, us, give us references and stuff. Everybody else we've had on the show is an idiot. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Well, I think we've only had two people on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had someone from England, and at least he can, you know, he gives us insight on oh, English. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, Ryan is an English culture specialist. Yeah, perfect. Because he lives there. And then we've had a couple friends on that are nobody like us. Well, we have my brother But they're on. funny. My brother who's an English professor. Oh, he's actually we had smart him on too. For a poetry so thing. I guess what I'm saying is, Justin, what the fuck? <laughs> Bring more to the table. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just kidding, buddy. <laughs> he's listening to that going, what the fuck? 
That was a fun episode. Justin and I, I remember, I actually don't remember the episode because Justin and I got fucking wasted. Yeah, he brings all, he brings in the humor. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. That, that's the specialist he's got. Yeah. If you're curious, it's the episode on, uh, what's her name? On the Henny Shaft, I think. No, it was your oh, it was a... Nazi spy, I think, actually. The oh. White Rabbit girl. Oh, right, 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 yeah. I always get the two mixed up because they're kind of similar-esque-ish. Yeah. Anti-Nazis. And not because they're women. That's not what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's just... That's <laughs> they're similar because they have vaginas. <laughs> no. They're both yeah, an anti-Nazi... Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name. I don't know. We did a whole episode on her. doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I think it's the drunkest I've ever gotten on people time. If you're curious <laughs> about that. I don't remember <laughs> that episode. Well, so we are through into the 1930s now. Uh, Dr. Brown is developing... Um, Rockets that are called, I mean, he's he they're they're part of the A program. So let me find out my notes. That what do you mean by A program? So A, the V two is coming up. Yeah, V two, V two, V. Okay, so that's still the main rocket used by the Soviets. Oh, so here is how creative uh, German is. They they start creating rockets, and because rockets are very technical. The the term for a technical machine in German is aggregate. Like in English, we say an aggregate is a jumble of things. It's an, it's an aggregate of things. Okay. So the word... We do. <laughs> you guys don't. I didn't know that, man. <laughs> but in German, aggregate means a set of technical machines, huh. which is their word for rocket because they're Prussian. They're very precise people. Huh. It's kind of ridiculous, too, because... Aggregate of things is fuel and spark. Yeah. <laughs> That's their idea of, yeah. These these level of rockets are not, they're it, not very advanced. No. It sounds like when so, someone gets into a new position and they want to, like, give it a cool title. But exactly. really the title that they're actually taking is just manager. But they're like, no, I need it to sound cooler. I'm the uh, supreme supervisor of the <laughs> front-end management Executive kick-ass. Yeah, and you're like, you're just a manager. Or it's like your first car you bought when you were a teenager and you call it the fuckmobile. But there's no fucking there's going no fucking on. There's no fucking going on. It's, at best, it's you saying fuck because you don't get any pussy in that car. Yeah. So this is the A class of rockets. So you got A1, A2, and A3, and these are, yeah, rudimentary. Uh, you could strap a warhead to it if you want, but it's not going to go that far. <laughs> you might be blowing and up your own shit. Just as good a chance you're going to blow up the 14 people that work for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, it was a. It wasn't until they developed the A four, uh, that basically the the A four is a V two with a warhead. So I don't know too much technically about what uh, distinguishes the A three from the A four, other than the fact that the A four, um, it's got liquid fuel rocket engines, supersonic aerodynamics, gyroscopic guidance, and and rudders. Gyroscopic guidance. Gyroscopic. Gyroscopic. Yeah. Yeah, Gyroscope. I was going gyro, like a euro. Like a euro. <laughs> I was thinking euro. <laughs> Euroscopic. They don't use sandwiches to steer. They them. use much lamb and feta. They use deliciousness <laughs> to help make sure. I don't like lamb, but uh, you don't like the euros? Not so much. I don't like Greek food that much. It's one of the only types of food I don't Greek like because I love delicious. Food. Yeah, I don't know. So not it, enough flavor. 
for me. I don't, yeah. Like, so, I don't, I don't want to get like sidetracked the whole episode, but it's like, <laughs> hey, look, here, here's some meat with like, maybe some garlic taste. <laughs> it just seems sweaty food. lamb and feta. Ugh. Oh, you're wrong, but give me some. So cheddar. if it's gyroscope, does that mean that it actually is like stable and it goes farther? It, it, is it steerable at all? Yes. Well, okay. At this point, they are steerable. Okay. Um, this was the first implementation of steerable rockets. The A4 is also here on out being called the V2. Um, is huge, huge tech. Yeah. Uh, pretty world changing. Because you had before this, we really were just putting combustibles at the bottom of a men- metal cylinder <laughs> kind of crossing your fingers yeah hoping you got the right mixture and that the thing holds together the the v2 is um you could tell where to go yeah and it, it shoots at insane speeds that way it goes so fast that it breaks the sound barrier if you get a good ride on it so if you hit somebody with it they don't even hear it coming that's cool yeah i mean awful but the the science wow. part of it because of the Awful sound for London in 1943, but <laughs> right. I don't know those people. <laughs> they were in the subways. They were fine. But so it, it was a uh, Werner's, um, I guess, uh, accumulative um, uh, work on this as well. You know, in, in engineering, but it was mostly a lot of him um, being a leader in this in in the Luftwaffe because they gave him a bunch of employees. Once he made the A1 and two. Um, working as part of a team, they were like, keep doing this, but better. Mm. And they gave him like 100 employees. Shit. And uh, that's how it was his brain power plus his management skills, really, that ended up making the A4. So he's a, he's fully aware that this stuff's being used. Uh, is it already? Has, has Germany already started doing attacks? No. Not yet. Not yet? Soon. Yeah. Uh, they're still kind of in the... We love this phase, but the uh, one of the main problems with the V two is that Hitler has no vision for it. He doesn't um, he doesn't think that it's it doesn't exist yet. Well, it exists, but to him, he um, or does he know about it? Oh yeah, yeah. Werner uh, put on a demonstration for Hitler, and he was nonplussed. Really? Yeah, Hitler was more about tanks and jets. Well, jet like planes. even Radon. even just tanks. To be honest with you, Hitler wasn't yeah wasn't big on aircraft. That's even, crazy. Even though. If they would have put, and this is all like crazy because I'm World War II historian, but yes, um, even though if they would have put their effort into aircraft instead, they likely would have won the war. Right, could have. What are they called? Blitzkrieg. Yeah, that's the thing. The Blitzkrieg requires such speed. I think he just didn't have a vision for rockets. He wanted to feet on the ground, running. I guess it's, village to village. I mean, I'm not a military person at all, so my brain goes to like, oh, you can hurt people in a war. That's what, if that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. And you can do it from over here without sending men. Like, yeah, let's put some more well, technology into that. I think what made Hitler not interested in it is that they're expensive. Okay, yeah. And however precise, um, they could shoot, uh, I don't know, a few thousand miles or a thousand miles or a few hundred miles. And all he's looking at right now in the late 30s is, how do I get Belgium? Yeah. You know, like next and, like, door. And, like, there's a, there's, kind of, there's a thing about, like, Hey, there's 80 tanks rolling on to this city, and they just took it over. There's a visual to that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a man who lacked imagination, except for the one vision he had about killing everyone. And uh, Right. Sometimes he didn't waver from that. You know, he helped design the Beetle. I don't know how involved. The VW Bug? Yeah, supposedly he helped. Somebody in Germany did, yeah. Or at least was like, yeah, that's good. Keep doing that or something. 
I think it was it was a low cost efficient machine that they could pump out for the Reich. It's supposed to be so like everybody... a one man tank, yeah. Well, that's why he built the uh, what's that big road that has no speed limit? Uh, uh, oh, Autobahn. Shit. Autobahn. That's why he built that because he wanted, uh, uh, you know, to make Germany great again, right? <laughs> he wanted he wanted he wanted Germany to look like America, where everybody owned a car. So he built a cheap car and gave everybody a fucking shitty car. Yeah. And Porsche was instantly like, "We can do this fun." <laughs> cost too much no <laughs> build a shitty cars that only go 30 miles an hour anyway okay yeah so once Werner creates the a4 also known as the v2 once you strap a warhead on it <laughs> uh everybody's stoked and Werner is actually uh the luftwaffe actually gives him um a whole research center it's on an island off the north coast of germany called uh Peenemunde. dude so this guy's just going up and up and up yeah and what about his uh, rocket pals? Are they with him still too, or did Some they them. fall off? Yeah, a friend of his named William Lay is with him uh, since those days, but I think that's the only one. Oh, okay. But he's got a bunch of military. He makes new pals. Big brains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his brother is with him. I think it's his brother Magnus. One of the one of the normal ones. <laughs> one who's clever like regular people. Yeah. Not super like. Still hoping his father one Magnus, day. Give me some tea. God, he's so clever God. like ordinary people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bring me the tea. He's good enough to do that. Yeah, he will. It'll be cold by the time he gets there. He gets distracted. He can't do the math, though. <laughs> yeah, no. He can't actually make tea. He's not that clever. <laughs> well, uh, Bring me the tea and the water, and I'll do the right proportions. <laughs> you don't want too much of the tea bag because it's too flavorful. But I'm good can't... at mixing uh, fuel. Rocket I said fuel. two cubes of sugar. God damn it. Damn it, Magnus. You're lucky you're a baron. All right. So, Peenemunde is a full-scale secret military base. Uh, it's when you think about a secret military base, it's what it is. There's housing. They have stores. There's a fire station, labs, employing thousands of people. Directly under Werner is about 100 people um, who are supposed to perfect the A4 as best as possible. Okay. Blow it up as many times as you need until we know... We can kill everyone, the world, preferably. And they're just blowing up shit somewhere in Germany just to test over and over? Yeah. yeah. Just launching up A4s, making, figuring out if they can uh, use that uh, that Euroscope to tell it where to fly, make sure they can direct the thing. Well, we're coming out with the uh, we're coming out with atomic bombs here pretty soon, aren't we? No. Where are we at? That wasn't until end of the war. Yeah. Uh, right now we're in the late 30s. Yeah. Also, a couple more years, four yeah. or five. We're getting close. It's part of the reason Hitler didn't understand the the usefulness. The importance of it. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't understand a lot. Well, he wasn't technically minded, no. thank God. I mean, he, he started a war with everybody on, like, yeah. three fronts. Yeah, not really not that bright. Yeah. Yeah, really not that bright of a guy. Anyways, thank God, I guess. Asshole. Because he already did hey, enough hot, damage. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take oh, on people time. Uh-huh. The Hitler guy, not cool. Not good. Where were they launching these rockets? Uh, in northern Germany. Zone? Okay. What's above Germany? Anything? It's not on the coast. It's There's something above it. Uh, they have a coast that's like right on the northern tip. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, just a tip? Just a tip. tip. Look, okay, I got Belgium to the Let's look. west. Um, Germany on a map. There's a country in Europe. So, yeah, right above them... Across a little bit of a pond is is Denmark, but they do have a, a rather sizable um, 
coast. Because they got the Netherlands to the west, uh, Poland to the east, and uh, yeah. Okay. Denmark and the ocean. So essentially they're launching them kind of directly towards Denmark, but Denmark has no idea. <laughs> More say. or less. Do they, yeah, do they, the other countries are like, what's going on over there? Probably not. Probably didn't even notice. Did you guys hear that? Well. Yeah. No, you're hearing things. Don't worry about it. I would imagine. It was a car backfiring. Once Hitler <laughs> took over, I think everybody probably started to feel the change in the wind. Yeah. A little bit, even before, obviously, he started uh, invading their countries. But I'm sure you just hear explosions and you're like, it's those crazy Germans. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they've got that up their sleeve. It's like having that neighbor that's just like over the side that just, every once in a while you see weird or hear weird things. Like, you're like, it's loud music at first, but then like all of a sudden it starts changing into like, is that a gunshot? Did someone just, someone just fire a gun? And then like, one of the windows has got a red light in there for some reason. Like, why do they have a red light? What is that even for? Why? You're doing weird stuff over there. I don't understand it. It's creepy. It's not enough to call the police, but I'm concerned. Yeah call somebody well Werner um kind of he, he had a conversation with his dad um when hitler started doing hitler stuff you know <laughs> peacefully annexing uh austria and czechoslovakia yeah uh, his dad was like you got to get out of this man this this does not look good and it was always brown who would uh justify it it's fine dad god it's just yeah we got rid of most of the jews here in germany but to be honest with you, we got a lot of money that while shit, we did it, okay? That shit really pissed me off. And all so far, we've only killed 14 people at a time. <laughs> yeah. Per launch, Dad. Yeah. Um, for science. Hundreds of launches by now, but it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be big. Yeah, it was uh, quite annoying to read about that. I was like, come on, man. So he was... I mean, I mean it, it's difficult I'm to, trying to justify it. I mean, um, after the fact, but... Come on. You know, yeah. your Jewish friends and neighbors are just disappearing, and you're like, ah, they're probably fine. So do you think he was actually, like, dedicated to Nazism, or do you think he was, like, dedicated to the science, and that was just an easy thing that he was already getting? It was He was rising up, probably making money off of this, and he was just like, that's... You know, I'm trying to decide, is it yeah. like... It, neither is great, obviously, but... I think it's worse. Oh, boy. Because if you uh, buy into the illusion of... of uh, German superiority, and you allow yourself to be brainwashed, you're a piece of shit, but you're dumb. Yeah. It's like Trumpism. You okay. can't help but feel bad for these people because half of them is just not that smart. Okay. Uh, but if you're smart enough to know that Trump is a piece of shit, but you join him anyway because it benefits yourself, your personal goals, Yeah, it's worse because Brown, come on, man. It, you, it's, you know what's going on. It's pretty frustrating to think of somebody who, I mean, you would expect reading these stories to be smart. And be like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. They might be using these for military. I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. It's one of those things like where you almost have to like compartmentalize the uh, like what they brought to the table, which you admire and respect of. And then also this other thing that's, that they suck. Yeah. At what... And that's the other thing. Once we get into like the second half of this episode, the second half of his life, he's a very likable man. <laughs> it's just difficult now to say, come, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. You know what you're doing is not cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's just more of this shit. Like, I don't... I, they they spend years perfecting the A4 to become the V2. Just really trying to... The, the ultimate goal is to get this 46-foot-tall, 14-ton 
this is at least according to my notes, alcohol and liquid oxygen-fueled piece of metal. I still don't know how oxygen fuel works. Um, just, light a, just light fire. So the easiest way to understand how oxygen works literally is if somebody has, if you get a compressed oxygen. Yeah. And light a lighter and... So it's a, but it's like in liquid form, liquid oxygen. Yes. Okay. Well, you have to have it in liquid form to have enough of it. Oh, yeah. How does one make does it? Compress it and cool it down a lot. And then it turns into a liquid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once we get into like what Kelvin numbers? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. You gotta be. Shit. You gotta be really cold. Where Fahrenheit would be useless to talk about. Yep. Oh, so many negatives. It'd be too negative at that point. Negative, hundred and fifty. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay, cool. So this is God, what this we're... is so nice having someone that's like. So this is <laughs> because if it, if he weren't here, I would have just said liquid oxygen, and, and we I would both been go, like, "Yep, sure, that's probably a thing." Uh-huh. So what you do to get liquid oxygen is um, there's a, I think you could buy it. Well, maybe there's an ocean of it, and they could collect it in buckets. Yeah, you just got. It's where we go into our jokey parts because we're like, we don't know. So. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But that's what they're using. The goal of getting a one metric ton warhead to go to a range of 210 miles with an arcing trajectory through the upper atmosphere. And this takes him several years to perfect. Oh, that's okay. I'm trying to figure out the time frame here still. So we're in the late 30s into the yeah. 40s because he. Early, early 40s. So he's still trying to go into space. Or well, no. the other... I mean, that's at his this personal point, goal, that at, is. At this point, he's dedicated to he's how he can to. kill people. All yeah. right. We're talking about longer range is what he's trying to go for. Longer range. Because well, 200 miles away on any trajectory doesn't get you to space. Right. Okay, yeah. So... Yeah, because you don't go straight up. What is considered to be long range, like missile versus just a short now? range? Now? I, I guess, yeah. So short-range stuff now is typically under – there's a treaty that sets it, and I don't have my information in front of me. I want to say it's like 1,000 or 1,200 miles is short-range. Right, so they define That's it so that they range. can say – Yes. Because we could hit – we could fucking hit Texas from here for that. 1,000 miles? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fuck Texas. But long-range <laughs> is – essentially over oceans like intercontinental i guess that's true long range would be because really we could hit at any point on the planet that's long range yes yeah so short range would be pretty pretty sizable still weird continent size to some but at this point like this This distance was long range because short range was how far you can throw a grenade right so (laughs) 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 if you get bobby with the big arm you can throw it like three or four hundred yards yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause they didn't they didn't play baseball in Germany, so they needed some rocket fuel to Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean I guess to answer your question, it is his personal goal to go to space. He's trying to perfect these rockets to make them space travel low bowl. But we're only slowly getting further and further. Come on, man, he's strapping range. warheads to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> well blow up the moon. Yeah. That's not what he's doing. So obviously I fucking hate the moon. <laughs> and <laughs> just looking at the weight that you're talking about now, he's so far away from space travel. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know how. I don't even know if he knows how far away he is. Um. But nah. He... If he if he understands integrals correctly, he does. Well, I'll trust oh, you on that because yeah, I I really do think his commitment to the war is downplayed. Yeah. Because the only witness is him, 
And he's talking to the CIA. It's horribly <laughs> downplayed because of the second part of this episode. Yes. Okay. That's that's the fun right there. Okay. All right. So another reason why he might be super stoked is that Painamunda, uh, like I said, is the secret military base and he's the head of one of very one of the very uh, prestigious departments. So he's the he's like a boss. He's a boss man, he's a pimp. He hires his old mentor, Herman Oberth, who is uh, elderly and uh, Brown has surpassed him in technical knowledge. He hires his his old uh, mentor for shits, just to be around to be a a, a token. Oberth is all about Nazi or what? He's the he's the same with uh, he's like whatever, Bernard, yeah, scientist type who's like this is what we do now. But he uh, he played cello in in a quartet. Uh, he he would never wear his name badge because he insisted that the guard should know who I am. Uh, that's that's so Oberth. that's a. Uh, Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah. He sort of walks Bring around it. like he, a man on campus. Bringing in a theme from other episodes. Yeah. Is he trying to use his position to get his dick wet? That's the question <laughs> we need to ask. Oh, 100%. Okay. Oh, is he? Yeah, his rocket is running on liquid fuel, if you know All what I'm right. saying. Oh. Yeah. It's, he's exploding it's his, his rocket right. a lot. Yeah, his liquid fuel is spraying all over Germany. All right. Because... Uh, so his old mentor knew where all the girls were. His, his wife, probably, <laughs> and he didn't. That's funny. He's was. focused on how to make a rocket go further. He, well, the, when he first met Herman, the first thing he realized is that he had already surpassed surpassed him in technical knowledge, but didn't know how to get laid. <laughs> Damn all right, it. so I know the numbers. What I don't know, I'm sorry, is uh, teach me. How do I how do I get the girls to like me? How do I get my rocket wet? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you just have the fuel. What are you talking about? He's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Oh. Actually, I mean, maybe now's a good time to, to explain it. Um, Werner is very good looking uh, in a traditional sense. Oh, okay, so he's considered to be... Tall, muscular, blonde hair, blue-eyed, suave. Oh, shit, he's the Aryan cultured race. Yeah. Aryan race, as they see themselves. And now he's a genius walking around telling everyone, like, I don't need a name badge. Do you know who I am? You know who I am. This is... And uh, you'll he, notice my card says rocket scientist. Oh, <laughs> you don't need to know it much else. There you go. Yeah, you don't need a shit. Actually, what you need to do is shut up, yeah. mm-hmm. turn around. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Yes, that's your wife in my car. Do you know any girls? Yeah, I was about to say, do you know any girls? <laughs> um, he also flew around. He had his own plane that the military actually gave him. That he didn't. What? He didn't have a car. He had a plane. He just would fly it uh, around the island. Uh, okay, to that's kind of lunch. That's pretty pretty badass because if you go and work for a company they're like here's your company car but then you it's are a like sebring here's it, your company plane that that still happens in the in the I, military right oh, now man oh, really? the u.s military yes because i know that the wrong i know field. they gave um all the astronauts were basically just uh adrenaline junkies and they they all just took planes i don't know they did that now yeah that's Shit, insane dude so astronauts and i'm Sad that I even know this, but astronauts are actually virtually the same grade that I am. Oh, really? Military? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, because I, it, it was a lateral to apply to be in the astronaut program. Are you um, going to go to the astronaut program? No. No, no you're I don't, I don't meet the qualifications. Oh, okay. I'm not blonde hair, blue eyed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not muscular enough. <laughs> that's too, pretty. I'm too cool for that. Yeah. Too cool. Yeah. But, but that's uh, crazy. That's cool. So they, most of them actually buy their own planes. And then, like, they have a whole bunch of, <clears throat> NASA's got a setup where a lot of companies, like, not sponsor them, but give astronaut stuff after they, 
right after they actually you know go to the moon or yeah. do whatever they're doing um that's crazy but higher end military personnel often have like air force assigned equipment to flies them places that's bananas i briefed a general one time and then he got on his plane he's like i gotta go to the pentagon see you later like oh i can't imagine people <laughs> see you that, later at that level like what their life is like i'll just be the guy that flies those people around that's fine. Well, if you're interested, not um, like a flight planes. What he, what his personal plane was, was a Messerschmitt Typhoon. Yep. Messerschmitt. Yeah. Sounds Jewish. <laughs> Messerschmitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's I it? mean, it's a German. Uh, I, I believe Messerschmitt is a German company that like builds planes. Yeah. And uh, his yes. was a Typhoon. Typhoon. And it's blue. It's a. It is a civilian plane, but it's a four seater, and it goes very fast. Mazeltov plane. <laughs> Mazeltov. Yes. Ooh, and it's. That is. So it's a kind of. Is it a one man plane, or can there be multiple people? Like four. Four seater. Four seater. Oh, nice. Jeez. So. So he can bring on three chicks. Yes, he can. Yeah. Yeah. Or two chicks and a camera guy. <laughs> yeah. Or two camera guys and one guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, you know, when you use your imagination, you know, the possibilities the are infinite. It's infinite <laughs> when you have four seats for four women <laughs> that you show how to fly the plane before they took off. <laughs> you just jerk off thinking about it later. <laughs> you got some kinks that it's just hard to explain. So Messerschmitt, Messerschmitt built the most common fighter aircraft of the German war effort as well. Yeah. It's called an ME-109. ME-109. Yeah, in my notes it says that the his Typhoon was adapted from an ME-109. So his his personal plane is actually like a military military used. Yeah. Okay. It's basically, yeah, a fighter plane that you take the guns off of and then he vacations in it or goes to lunch. That's crazy. So, you know, when, when you talk about uh, abandoning your morals to be a part of the Nazi movement. I mean, what, what in exchange for what? I was going to say, when you're selling your soul, you better get some good shit. You get a plane so you can fly to lunch. Yes. Yeah. And another example, he always had two female assistants. Did and he, he would, really? Yeah, always had two female assistants. And he would always tell to either of them, he would always say, you know, I've always had two assistants, a pretty one and a prettier one. That's pretty rude. And then he would tell the one in, in, in personal company that they were the prettier one. They yeah. had to figure out. And, they, and then they would probably put his penis in their mouth. Yeah. Depending uh, on... Am uh, I the prettier one? <laughs> keep, keep going, I'll tell you. If... What the world am I? I don't know. He, he's into rockets. Are we sure it's... Are we sure it's yeah. in the mouth? That's true. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I think he's really into rockets in which these, these women have strap-ons. That's what he's into. Yeah. Yeah. Peg me. Peg me, man. Yeah. That, was, your that was kind of my thought. Yeah. All right. Let's do some... Yeah. Well, he's got like, you know, like a, it's a model rocket that he asked these women to, to wear. Yeah. He designed it. Yeah. Give me that warhead. Yeah. Yeah. Tickle my colon, if you will. Hey, look. The end of it's painted red. Yeah. <laughs> call, call me London. Call me London. And then it's got fireworks <laughs> on the end, so that way, like on the, on the base, so that way... Just for a little show. They're, they're harmless. Just a little sparkler. Just burning his asshole. Yeah. Just, he just lights that part went right right at the very end. Call me London. We have Blast Off! 
And then she's just back there like, oh, God, I'm glad I get paid a lot of I money for this. I get paid a lot to do this. And I just really hate Jews. I'm just really happy <laughs> to be a part of it. Well, um, what are we even talking about? Red oh. Rockets. So, it is around this time when, at the behest of uh, one Heinrich Himmler, if you're unfamiliar, is the head of the SS or the uh, Schutzstaffel, which is the... Um, it's like a waffle that has this kind of... Um, it's a racist waffle. <laughs> it's, it's kind of got this caramel. It's really tasty if you ever had them. The Strut, uh, uh, Strut Schu- waffle? Schutzstaffel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I don't know what means. Uh, I don't care. I have some of them right now. Schutzstaffel? Mm-hmm. You want, want me to grab some? No. And for the sake of Nazism? Full of blueberries? I feel like it's the wrong, we're on the wrong side to be celebrating for... Schutzstaffel does sound like a Bavarian uh, tasty treat. Yeah. Yeah. But it's actually a, a horribly racist military police. Well, that's not as good, then. Type of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know everything the Schutzstaffel did other than just be... You know, Gestapo type say. of. I mean, they uh, they did a lot of the upper management of running the concentration camps. They did a lot of the CIA type of uh, investigations for for the Nazi Party. Just I think other... they were pretty a mixed bag, but they were they were basically Hitler's. Tell Himmler I want this thing done, and Himmler gets the thing done. Okay. So now that our guy is technically in the Nazi Party, I mean, he joined the military. But he's not part of the SS. It was actually, he got a letter from Himmler himself saying, you should be in the SS. Fuck. For real? He doesn't take it. Right? You should come and become what would be considered a second lieutenant, or in German, is an Untersturmfuhrer. <laughs> Untersturmfuhrer. Because German is a ridiculous language. Yeah. Führer. Well, it's a bunch of additives with Führer. So it's... That's the whole point, Unter, right? The, yeah. the Führer is so it's Unter Hitler. would be under. Yeah. Sturm, oh. I'm assuming means lieutenant. Second, I think it's under Not, second. Under second. Führer right. is probably how it all breaks out. And but. I believe Führer just means leader, yeah. but in, a, in, a, in an overly uh, escalated. Before way. that, he was Und Keiner Eier, which means add eggs or something. And no uh, eggs. And no <laughs> eggs. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I have to tell you what happens. I mean, do, do we have to guess? What do you? He did. Of course he, he did. Yes, he more did. money totally. for more to keep doing what he already loves to do. But why? Why would he do such a thing? I don't know. He's a jackass. Because it was that or fuck your mom. Because that's the only way rocket <laughs> science is born. Is you fuck your mom or you join the yeah. Nazi regime. I don't know. Yeah. The high end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he joins the SS. He, <clears throat> he claims he only wore the suit once. Uh, he claims he never wore the pin. <clears throat> Bullshit. He claims. Mm. Uh, oh, sorry. He didn't go to any meetings. I take it when you say he claims all these things, this must be in the afterfact of him talking to when he the wrote US. his when he wrote his autobiography. It was Uh-oh. totally like downplayed, which is much later on. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah. in a certain sense, if Himmler approaches you, you you don't want to say no. Himmler's your classic villain. Scary. Um, but you can say mm-hmm. no. You don't want you, to wear the you, pin? You and you're like, no. Here's a man who owns a plane. If you don't like what's going on, you leave. <laughs> Fly away. But instead, no, he, he got the suit, he got the SS pin, and, uh, yeah, he totally wore them to get laid. I'm certain of that. Yeah. However nice of a man he is later. So you, so you find him to be a nice man later? Yeah. 
I'm, I'm curious about how the, this is. The world sees him as a nice man later. Huh. Especially well, in the U.S. Yeah. I'm assuming because oh, he comes and helps you're, you're the gonna U.S. You're going to love how this goes. You're going to love the, this. These are the fun stories. Yeah. You're going to love this. Yeah. Um. So, let's see. It was... Um, I set the parameters earlier for what uh, Brown said would create the perfect V2, which was, uh, let, me, uh, let me put it, something, 46 feet tall, 14-ton alcohol and liquid oxygen, piece of shit, go 210 miles, right? Yeah. So they finally accomplished that in October of 1942. Um, everybody that was part of the team uh, cried because they finally reached their goal of this massive death machine. Sure. Uh, I only write this down because he said he did not cry, uh, but he said he was not wet on the outside, but was wet on the inside. Ugh. That's a weird way to say that. What he actually said. Maybe it's just a weird translation from German to English. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't seem... Wrong. You hope it's a weird translation. Uh, <laughs> it could be worse. Could be yeah. Worse. <laughs> could be. Could have just said... Could have just said I wasn't emotionally showing it, but I was emotional. But instead, it, I wasn't wet on the outside. I was wet on the inside, though. Wet on the inside. And uh, all of my orifices are soaking wet. <laughs> God. So moist inside. Um, let's see, little tidbits here before we get into the, the darker shit. It gets darker. He uh let's see. The Hitler wanted to shut him down. He didn't give a shit about the A four or the V two. Um it's only because of the support of high ranking Nazis like Himmler. Himmler saw a lot of potential. Uh Albert Speer, the quote unquote good Nazi. Uh we don't need to go into that. It's same thing. Quote unquote good Nazi. Yeah, if you don't know Albert Speer, he's just uh he was a very high level uh Nazi, like one of Hitler's personal friends and he was an architect and he wrote a book after the war where he basically said, I didn't agree with any of this the whole time and mm. I just I stayed in because I thought it's better if I can do good from the inside than the outside. Did he actually do any good? We According don't... to him, but nobody could prove it because I mean, he wrote the he wrote the biography of the rise and fall of the Third Reich, and it's he's the one who wrote that book, not the definitive one. So there's oh, his, okay. which is a memoir, and then there's the one by that historian that's like sixteen hundred pages. Okay, his is like a four hundred page memoir of just lies. Yeah. But he did support rocketry, or at least the military use of it, uh, and so did. Um, that's the good he did from the inside was blow people <laughs> up from a far away. I was trying my best, man. Sorry, man. So. We got. All right, and we already went over this. Hitler knows nothing about rocketry. Didn't see the vision for it, and uh, just like nerds. Well, and Brown always hoped that uh, he actually hoped that if the Germans won the war, which he had invested in that idea, that then he would be able to leverage his space program. Mm. Um, but he said after the war, of course, that he he he. Doesn't think so. It's like if if we had won, Hitler would not have continued with rocket rocket research. Really, is what he thinks. Weird. Which is probably true. Yeah. So, um, we are now into he is um, so okay. Now that they've got the the V two, yeah, they decide to start they making. They cried some on the inside, or he did. Yeah. Yes. His crevices were full of tears. Tears. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That was something else. Yeah. Well, actually, before that, uh, in uh, August of 1943, the, um, uh, what does RAF stand for? R-E-F? Force. R-A-F? The Royal. It's the Royal Air Force. Yeah. They detected Panamunda, 
figured out it was a secret military base, realized there was some rocket shit going on, and bombed the fuck out of it. The Spitfires went in, and pew, 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 pew. Yes. And I think that's what they were called. Uh, Brown didn't know this uh, at the time, obviously, but he, he figured out later uh, that, that that attack was designed to kill him. Oh, him specifically. Well, if they didn't know him by name, you know, MI6 guys knew the Just rocket genius was there. Killed the guy who's Probably in did of have his name, I would imagine, but yeah, they were so. trying to kill him. Um, the story as told is that he was very, very heroic in the fire and saved a bunch of people. I'm not going to tell that story because I don't believe it, but I do know <laughs> about 800 people died. Most of them were POW slaves oh, who were sucks. working at the camp. Yeah, bummer. P- POW slaves from just wherever, whatever country. Yeah, uh, mostly that... Russian. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I guess 1943 is Russia in the war yet? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's mostly. But this is the important thing: is these camps that, uh, or this camp, Panamunda, uh, most of the hand-to-hand work of shit that is done is by POW slaves gotcha. or um, concentration camp prisoners. Yeah, that's fucking... It's pretty awful. Or, or as Germans know them, workforce. Yes. Right. Yeah. Which is, a, is there a great workforce because you don't have to feed them. You don't have to give them medical care. Yeah. Just throw them at a thing. Just, just replace them. Just replace them. And disposable <clears throat> buddies. There's a bottomless reserve of people who are not Aryans in the world that we can just throw at problems. Yeah, super fun. So they blew up this uh, his base or whatever you want to call it. So he gets out. Does he go to another base? What happens after this? Um, he luckily just avoids being killed, and uh, they start rebuilding it. They rebuild it the same place. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. They they move a lot of the production to a um a cave called Metalwork. I believe is what it is. Uh, it's still in North uh, Germany, but there's there's a quick story here to tell before we get to that. Just quickly, Himmler reapproached him, and it's assumed now that Himmler actually wanted to be in control of the entire rocket program. He was trying to get rid of of Brown. What? So he's, he said, "Hey Brown, uh, currently this base is being overseen by the by the Luftwaffe, the military. What if I take over and I'm in charge of it? It's the, it's an SS base. Why did he want to do that? It sounds like Himmler actually understood the, the the potential of rocketry, and he just wanted to be in charge of it. He wanted to get the credit. Yeah. Is he even like a guy for rockets at all? Himmler. Yeah. Himmler's, Himmler's a guy for any military technology. But he doesn't have like a background in like. No. So he's just. I don't even think Himmler went to college. Himmler's just a. Yeah. a very just, smart thug. Okay. Who who pushed his way up the party? I've read things about Himmler, but I think. Part of the development of the aircraft at the very end of the war was due to Himmler as well. Oh, weird. I mean, that's the thing. They actually started building aircraft that were significantly more advanced than anything the U.S. had. And it was because of his, like, input? I think so. They actually used some rocket technology in one of their aircraft designs. So he's a bright enough guy. Well, it wasn't his ideas, but it's his... It's his organizational power, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, when you talk about the Nazi high leadership, that's that's a smart group of dudes. I mean, Hitler is not an inherently smart guy. He's just an insane person with a vision, and a bunch of smart dudes got shit done for him. I mean, I think Goering and Goebbels and Himmler are very smart dudes, and I think Himmler had this vision of, uh, yeah, rocketry could be great. Put put a bunch of man hours and work into it. how much creativity does it take to... Go one step past. We can throw these at buildings. We can put them into space, and we have bombs in space. Yeah, it's a pretty great idea. Uh, it's not that 
crazy of a thing to think about. It's just that Hitler lacked creativity, and no. Hitler didn't. No. I guess is my assessment, anyway. But what happened was, um, uh, <laughs> Brown, I guess he has a pair of balls, because he told Himmler no to his face. He's like, I don't want the SS running this. This yeah. is a military thing, and you guys to do too many things, so thanks, but no thanks. So Can he say no? No, he got arrested. <laughs> he did? He got arrested two days later. He says, nah, it's all right. I got it. You guys keep doing your stuff. This yeah. was August of 43? Yeah. So wait, did, did Himmler just like walk away, didn't say anything that he was going to get arrested, or like you can't say no to me, or did he just like... No, Himmler just smirked uh, at him. He's like, huh? Hmm. Oh, you don't want me to be in control. Okay. He thinks that, huh? Okay, well... You, you said no, that's adorable. Let's so see funny. you later. Uh... <laughs> Only, people only say no once. You're going to be in this area for the next couple days, right? Just You're rebuilding um, this base here, right? Just hang out here for them. Not related. Uh, don't leave town. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Good to see you. We know what your plane looks like. We built it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a tracker on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he got arrested. Um, his direct uh, commander, uh, his name was uh, Dornberger, got arrested as well. And they were charged with being traitors who were trying to attempt to sabotage the war because they had more interest in using the A-4 to get to space than to turn it into a weapon. That's what they're... That's what they were charged with. That's a weird charge. It's it's a brilliant p- move on Himmler because it's true-ish, but not true, but sellable. Right. So he could So he could jail the people he wanted out of the way, and what do you know, now the SS is suddenly in charge of the rocket program. Yeah. I like to think that like when he was getting arrested, they're like, do you know... No, I don't have a name badge. How do you know you got the right guy? <laughs> Fuck <says> rocket scientist. <laughs> no, go, it's that guy over there. Go arrest him. Just I do don't it. Know. Oh, Werner? You say Werner? I don't know. Well, I don't know it's the go... prettier one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the more Aryan. <laughs> I'm going to go get in my plane. Yeah. Or someone's plane. Not... Oh, shit. <laughs> get him. That's him. No. No. Well, he uh, he was only in there for two weeks. Um, actually, oh, that's not too bad, I guess. Is it not too bad? I don't know uh, where whose strings were pulled. I, I don't think Brown knows, um, and all these guys are dead. But it's it's assumed that Albert Speer uh, wanted, um, regardless if you call him a traitor or not, he wanted von Brown's brains to keep working the rocket industry. Sure. So he got a letter signed by Hitler saying, "You can leave the SS prison." <laughs> You're allowed. It's, it's got to be feel kind of good because if it's literally coming from like Adolf signing it, then you just like walk out and see the people who arrested you, and you're like, mm, "What do you think <laughs> of this?" Hitler signed this. Pretty sure this is a get out of free jail card. Yeah, get get out of jail free card. Who's a bitch? Don't touch me. I got Hitler on my side. Oh damn it! <laughs> oh damn it! I can't. Hit him. <laughs> just hang it up at a bar everywhere he goes in front of his face. I fucked your wife. I fucked your wife. <laughs> what do you do about it? Nothing. I can't go to jail. It's literally a get out of jail free card. <laughs> I pass go. I get two hundred dollars. Fuck you. So hopefully our protagonist, if we can call him that, I guess, is released from an SS uh, jail. Uh, always the optimist. He did uh, say that uh, jail at least is a great opportunity to catch up on sleep. Yeah, I was gonna say what what. What do they get in that kind of jail when you are part of the SS and then you get put into jail? Like, no, I they don't think treat you shit. They treat you nice at all? No. He he basically rockets in his... your orifices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't drop the 
Rocket fuel? I don't know what they have. Yeah. <laughs> don't drop the rocket fuel. <laughs> <laughs> but when he comes out, uh, finds out that, uh, of course, the thing he said he didn't want is happening. The SS now runs the rocket program. Uh, Himmler has successfully sold the idea to Hitler. And Hitler says, all right, great. Make me 30,000 of them. Wait, does he go back into his old job, though? Yeah. Okay. He's just now definitely under. He just now works for Himmler. Okay. Um, and I think he calls less shots now, but he's still the brain trust of it. Okay. Of the whole thing. And uh, before, when they were just sort of trying to perfect the thing and not really getting uh, any approval from the top, now the top says, give me 30,000 of these things. Make sure that they have a warhead. Thank you. So 30,000 explosive rockets to fire at the enemy. Yeah. That's a lot of rockets. Now, because we're now talking about a large-scale manufacturing project and the RAF know where Peinamunda is, they move most of the of the engineering into these mines in a mountain called Middlework. Uh, the issue with Middlework is that now that we're working on a full-scale industry here, we're using a lot of slave labor, and in this Yikes. time it is a lot of POWs. Now it is mostly... Uh, Jewish people from the uh, uh, Buchenwald slave Jesus camp. Jesus Christ! Do we know is this <clears throat> is this like Germany's like biggest rocket like developing military? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the world's biggest. It's the only. Rocket. Okay. It's the only one developing rockets anywhere. Well, we've got the the bomb the atomic bomb being developed in the U.S. right now, right? No, the Manhattan Project was still well. Very we dropped end it on forty three. Yeah. yeah, but we didn't we didn't shoot. The atomic bombs from a rocket. It was a. It was a gravity bomb. We dropped we from drop a plane. It, yeah. From uh, big big boy or oh no the Enola Gay. That Enola yeah, Gay. Yep. That's the plane. So yeah, we. I mean, rocket technology comes from Germany. So the actual projecting of yep. shooting rockets. Well, I mean, Robert out. Goddard had some rocket ideas, and so did some other people in. But in this Russia. is but like this is the place. This is the technology. Gotcha. Anymore. Okay. This is the iPhone. Uh, Rocketry in 2006, <laughs> pre Steve Jobs or yeah. during pre Steve Jobs, pre pre Steve Jobs being dead, pre post pre post Steve Jobs. I think I mean I think it's a good analogy. <laughs> He's the Steve Jobs of rockets. It's this the, is terrible. <laughs> it's the iPod of 2004. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Sweet. Okay. There, there else. are other MP3 players. You don't want it. Yeah, no, I had that one. You don't I, want that one. I had the other one, the nameless one. The one that's that. only compatible with LimeWire? <laughs> what the fuck? The song names are all wrong. <laughs> this is it, not Evanescence. It can hold 15 songs. Yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a, or three tool songs. But if you plug it into the computer while the computer's still booting, it erases everything. Yeah. In, in all fairness, I had the unnamed secondary iPod clone made by microsoft oh, oh zoom? right yeah oh dude i, I had a zoom and i dropped it out of an airplane and it functioned still what, what? <laughs> how did you find it well we weren't flying yet oh, okay but still it's still high up <laughs> just dropped out like what happened to, for it to get did you drop or did you throw it no it it actually caught air where it was sitting was in a bad spot and it like flew up and like fell out of the canopy because the canopy was still open yeah because we were like trying to go taxiing too and like as soon as we took any speed at all it's like all the shit falling out we went back later and found it it's like hey guys it still works 
Yeah. <laughs> the screen was cracked, but like it, it was a, it still worked great. I'm like, oh, fucking Man. awesome. <laughs> Sweet. Like, it had a big chunk out of the front. <laughs> yeah, dude. I had the zoom for a while. That that was a good piece of tech. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. Not as sexy as the as the iPod, but no. you know. That's fine. It's it's the same. I mean Steve Jobs didn't have better technology, he just made it more user friendly. Yep. Yeah. And the Zune was perfectly good. But I had I had every fucking MP3 like I had a Casio one and some other and they all fucking suck. Um, I didn't even have any of those. I had like this little it was like a little almost like a the size of a lipstick tube, maybe a little bit chunkier. And it it had a screen, but it didn't really display anything other than like the battery life or some shit. It's like, please have a nice day. Hold you just hit again. the play button, you play stop left and right or whatever, and that's that's all you had. You couldn't Good scroll old... through anything. If you wanted to listen to a song, you just kept clicking it until you found it. Yep. Good old days. I kind of missed that. Yeah. Now I just yeah. Now I just have to sell my soul to Spotify. Yeah. Well, on a lighter note, um, yeah, Jewish slave labor. <laughs> right. Um, so Brown is still the technical director. He's not in charge of any of this, but he did have to interview many of these uh, slave laborers to okay. find out who had technical training and who didn't, so he knew where to put them. What an awkward interview. To, of all interviews to have, you sit down and be like, are you qualified for this job? And you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. I feel like... <laughs> Which one makes me die less? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, he asked, "What's a what's an integer?" Yeah. And it, and, and if you and didn't we, know, we are the ones that die. Yeah. I'm just saying, <coughs> integer. Just sh- What'd shoveling. you call me, you bitch? <laughs> Is that an anti-Semitic slur? <laughs> Fuck you, it, integer. I just barely met her. <laughs> <laughs> and Brown's like, "I got a sense of humor. That's funny. You can die later. <laughs> that's funny." Oh, good. Yeah, you can live a little longer. But yeah, that's uh when we come when we come to uh you know his culpability here. Obviously, he can't put his foot down and end uh, uh the uh, the Holocaust or anything. But he's involved. He 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 knows about it. You know, you go into these uh, these caves where they're manufacturing uh, this stuff, and uh, the slaves didn't have like a second place to go at the end of the day. They just slept in the caves. Jesus, they had cots and shit rampant with disease and, and, and death and just bodies everywhere. And the SS, of course, we all know the reverence they have for Jewish corpses, so they, they're definitely not just throwing them on fire pits in the caves. Now, Werner sees all this. Yeah. This is just important to say. And again, he doesn't have any control, but he's there. He's he's picking names. He's telling who gets to do what job. And they're building uh, these uh, big big death death machines. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, Christ. Yeah, pretty good. But uh, to give you his thoughts on uh, his culpability, uh, he says that uh, during the war and even after, he feels no remorse for the V-2 development or bombings uh, because it was retribution for ally shelling. Huh, okay. Because, you know, he is German, and his people are being shelled, even though they're in the wrong. And so he said, well, this is just us getting back at them. Right, right, right. Slave labor, not... I mean... They it's... they shelled us after we invaded their cities. Yes, I say. How dare they? What the fuck? Hey, just let us kill you for... Don't fight back. Yeah, it's, it's what every Russian soldier's thought is right yep. now. Hey, don't shoot at me! Yeah. Hey, I'm now. here to denazify. Hey, now. Christ. You crazy Mongol Ukrainians, you don't know shit. Let me just kill you. God. Please, let me just kill your whole family. God. Oh, shit, the farmer got away with my tank! <laughs> God. I love those. Best, I love those videos, best videos I've ever seen. Where they, I think. where they're like uh, pushing them down the road with a tractor, or a guy pulls over and is like, "You're out of gas, huh? You want me to tow you back to Russia?" 
Yeah. Yeah. The Ukrainians are having a having a ball. Having a ball with that invasion. Yeah. Well, just to give you an assessment here, um, after the war, um, just to so you have an idea of the effectiveness of the V two, um, it's attributed that uh, two or sorry, twenty eight hundred deaths uh, are attributed uh, to the V two, as in killing allies around the World War Allied civilians. Yeah. Yep. Twenty eight hundred deaths versus six hundred thousand German deaths from Allied shelling. So the shelling was better. Shelling is far more useful. The V two is a fun, sexy machine. Yeah, it's not. It's not the greatest. Is it because it's just not like accurate enough? Is it because they didn't have as much? Is more expensive? Strictly warhead size. Okay. If you think about the technology and the money it takes to build one of these things versus, let's say, a handful of bombs. Yeah. They're gonna do the same damage. I was gonna say, what what exactly is a warhead? What what defines it to be a warhead as opposed to? Is it has to be on a be shot from... no so you can use at this time they're using the same type of warheads for all different sort of uh actions so this rocket system is only designed to deliver a warhead where it needs to go right the reason i think hitler's probably against it is he's like i can put 50 of these in a plane if we can get just a plane somewhere them. it needs to go because just yeah the plane is obviously <clears throat> it can just carry a lot more yeah in, yeah, it's the same. Rather the same, to same reason you, you drop a a nuclear warhead out of a plane instead of a rocket. It's just more efficient. Well, and say firebombings killed more people than the warhead uh, than the uh, yeah yeah atomic yeah. bombs. So. And yeah, you know, like uh, I, I you know I say I, uh, Hitler lacked creativity, but really, it, you know, rockets a good technology, but not as a V two. Well, maybe warhead. not when you're during in the middle of a war where you're still having to develop it. Maybe it's a good thing to put some money into later down the road. But if you've got something that's doing more damage, that's yeah, take over the Earth easier. first, then then go to space. Yeah. <sighs> Hitler had everything mixed up. <laughs> Be nice to the Jews, not kill them. That he was the it, part. He had, he had it backwards. Yeah. Damn it. He read it upside down. <laughs> if only he was... <laughs> Instructions for taking over the world. He'd if hold he'd, it upside if down. If he'd known the sandwiches they could create later. Oh. <laughs> Jewish deli sandwiches. Oh, Motherfucker never would have touched them. Have you been to Feldman's? Sorry. Honestly. Sidetrack. He You're also good? doesn't seem much of a gourmand. Doesn't seem like a... Yeah. I think he just probably ate pain oatmeal all day. I was, I was gonna say, fuel his rage. What's that joke where he's like, no, he said, bring me the juice. <laughs> <laughs> bring me the Jews. Don't, yes. Don't cook all the juice. That's awful. <laughs> cook the juice. I like warm juice. Yeah. Helps me sleep. God, you people are disgusting. I'm just trying to take over the earth. He's like, I, I guess I just had to go with it from there. Um, post-war, uh, just on that last note, both Ike and Churchill agreed that, uh, the V2 is less effective than just tanks and planes. Yeah. Well, that's just, uh, to sort of turn the knife there, because at the, the last bit of the war, our, our man here, uh, just spends his time in this cave overseeing the production of V2s while, uh, he makes them, gives them to Hitler, and Hitler throws them at London. And he's still not even being able to do what he really wants to do, which is obviously go to... Go to the moon. Go to the moon. You know, he wants to meet those, like, green-skinned chicks from Star Trek. He doesn't come over to the U.S. and help out with us going to the moon, does he? No, he would never. He's a Nazi. Oh, okay. So, uh, in 1945, the as we know, the Soviets move into Germany. Well, the Americans and Soviets get there about the same time. But the Soviets are up north. <coughs> That's where he is. And he and his team, of he's still overseeing a few hundred people. 
he actually gathers up a bunch of them and says, here's the thing. We all know what's going on. The Soviets are invading. Hitler's in a bunker. Not as deep as the people time bunker, but right. we know it's coming. Not as secure, for sure. And the order from the top, uh, one of Hitler's last orders to, to every Nazi, is to stay put and fight to the last man. Stay Fuck. put. When you hear Die that, for me. When you hear that, it's like, time to go to South America. <laughs> Let's go to Argentina. Argentina. <laughs> I heard there's Time a nice get, place out there. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Do we got to learn to sing that Avita song that Madonna knows? Oh, shit. Don't cry for me. Argentina. Huh? Mm. I say that movie. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted so much of my time. Go, Just in the night. Go listen to that People Time episode. Yeah. I didn't even finish the movie. It wasted 45 minutes of my life, and I'm still mad about it. <laughs> I turned it off. <laughs> so... He and his uh, gathered group of, they're really specialists, scientists, engineer types. Yeah, the, um, the, the Red Rocket Club. Yeah. Basically. The, yeah. New, the newer version. Yeah. They all wear a big picture of a dick on their chest. 2.0. it's a joke. And they're joking around why these Jews all have yeah. size. Someone, someone's smacking another one in the junk. Hey, Rocket. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Hey, get it hard. Let's go to space. <laughs> so they all kind of agree, like, okay, um, yeah, we could sit here and die. Is that really what we want to do? We could go surrender. If we're going to surrender, do you want? Who do you want to surrender to? And yeah. they all agree. Is it better to 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 surrender to a Soviet or is it better to surrender to an American? American. Yeah. Uh, only because I the only only because of know that what how many millions of Russian lives were thrown out of this war and killed. I don't know what part we're at exactly, but if oh, yeah. it's like. If you're a Russian guy and you're like, oh, I surrender, and you're like, yeah, a little late, you know, I'm, I'm pissed off. You've killed oh, millions yeah. of us. Yeah, the, yeah, by far the most, the most casualties in the war. It, it's the crazy how many Russians oh, died. Yeah. And I've got to think at that point, you're like, we need to get the fuck out of Europe. <laughs> yeah, Europe somewhere. might be the problem. Can we go somewhere nice? Yeah. Jesus. I hear U.S. is a melting pot. Hmm. Maybe hmm, they'll something. put us in Florida. It looks kind of like a penis. <laughs> a little rocket shaped mm. dipping itself into the water it's all nice that's great so yeah that's what they agree to do now the problem is they have the entirety of germany uh the the geography of germany in the way so the soviets are up north they're walking in through berlin and uh the american forces are a little bit more southern middle part of germany so he puts on his ss uniform Ugh, uh, gathers like about idea. 500 people who agree with him they get in trucks, they load up as much equipment and tech as they think they can, and they just start driving south, hoping to run into America. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> he put on his SS uniform so that when he ran into uh, any military checkpoints, he could be like, hey, <clears throat> I'm the guy, we're on a secret mission here. Uh, I don't need a name badge, do you see this pin? <laughs> Idiot. See what that says? It says shit stain. That's what the SS stands for. Yeah. That's what we are. We're Did a bunch he, of... he pull out his get out of jail free card? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We flatten it out so it looks new. <laughs> I have an autograph that says Hitler. I... Huh? See that? You know, you know who that guy is? Heard of him? Oh well, yeah. oh, well. please, sir. Please, please pass through, sir. <laughs> is that the dude that shot himself in the bunker a couple weeks ago? <laughs> oh, shit, that fucking guy. That's the golden, the golden autograph right there. Shit. Um, they uh, and they haul ass across the country. Uh, they 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 were able to get past several different. Uh, Posts and guards and things like that with the SS uniform. Did you say they blasted they... through? Um, yeah, you know, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like a good, uh, like a good verb. Yeah. Did you say that it was like that? Were they as quick as a rocket? 
maybe. I prefer the word thrust. Uh, who doesn't? Thrust, thrust their way through yeah. Germany. Uh, yeah. They really... Um... Blow ass? <laughs> Blow ass through Germany? Yeah. They went ballistic on the oh. road. Oh, ah, see technical deeper ones. Yeah, uh-huh. we have the the so really surface level. <laughs> yeah, we use third grader. Uh, hey, give me a good rocket <laughs> term so I can say it and sound smart. Uh, what's a uh, who me blow up? Oh, in integer. <laughs> <laughs> they really integered through there, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't know what that word means. My mind is not upset about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they, along the way into Bavaria, which is in southern Germany, they find a bunch of caves, and they actually hide a bunch of their research shit in the caves. Um, huh. He gets in a car accident, and his driver dies because they're hauling ass so much. Really? Yeah. Like kind of car accident? Like... Oh, they crashed, like they jumped over some plane, or some train tracks and hit the... A, like a trench on the other side. His driver died immediately and he was all fucked up. I think he fucked up his leg and his face. Why did they do that? Just trying to go? They're just hauling ass because they're trying to escape uh, any Germans noticing what they're doing, Soviets, and they're trying to reach American forces to say, sorry. They're just trying to like picture like as he's, uh, the crash happens, he looks over and that guy's just dead. He's like, fuck. All right, we gotta get get out of here. Oh, God. Oh, sucks for you. What <laughs> happens in Bavaria stays in Bavaria. See you later, bitches. Yeah, we don't have time to mourn. Let's go. Oh, Let's get geez. out of here. Throw him on the pile with the other bodies. He might have been Jewish. I don't know. Let's go. Christ. Um, well, they actually reach an, uh, a Bavarian ski resort. It's it's not a... It, like, it has the... It's like a hotel, so the staff is there. Yeah. No other guests, because the rest of Germany is on fire. Right, right. But imagine... Why this, is the staff there? Better go to work. My boss the, called me, and I was like, <laughs> there's a war. Like, yeah, you're coming in, though, right? That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, um, you ever see that, that show, Brand of Brothers, uh, on HBO? Uh, I don't think so. Fucking one of my favorite things of all time, but it's just... It's about a band. It's the, the, uh, the 501st Airborne... It's they just their stuck. journey through through the war. They're the ones who got stuck on behind lines. They were always behind lines, yeah, because they were paratroopers. Yeah, so they yeah. always dropped behind lines. But at the end of the war, they went to uh, Breckisgarden, which is in Bavaria, which is like where the high-end SS and Nazi guys had their castles and all their shit. Right. But they the SS had all fled by the time the 501st got there, but the staffs were still in the hotels. <laughs> so so the Americans would go and just fucking harass them. This be just robbing all their silverware and demanding they cook for them and shit like that. <laughs> what the fuck? It was. But make yeah, me these... falafels. <laughs> we took over your country. Give me some schnitzel. German pancakes now. And I'm keeping the silverware, so keep it coming. <laughs> um, yeah, the, this this ski resort had its staff, and him and his 500 guys just roll up while the rest of the country is on fire. And they just get treated like royalty because they're the only guests. That's fucking crazy. And they kind of just decided they'd wait out at this resort until the Americans sort of got around to taking over this area. These guys feel like skiing? <laughs> Want to put some rockets on some on some skis? As soon as they get there, that's that's Werner's first thought. I bet you I can make that jump if I put some rockets on my skis. But I need one or two V2s on each <laughs> ski to really haul ass. That's what they should have done. i got to get out of here quickly. I'll just hop on a V2. Just gotta make sure I jump off at the right time before it explodes. Yeah, you're gonna have to bring a map. Yeah, and maybe so you know where you I need some pillows so they cushion the the fall when I jump hey, up. 
Light it! You get like a, a, a harness. <laughs> I'm going to America. This is our finest. Well, this is just, I guess, ironically, the day after Hitler uh, put a bullet in his head. Supposedly. I believe he did, by the way, but... Yeah, I like to think he got away, not because I wanted him to, but just I like to think that we don't know history. Right. 70, what did I say? 70, 97% of history is lost. Yeah. But I agree with you. The, uh, the, he was a coward in life. He, he died a coward. That's I fine. think he shot himself. Yeah, he but... put a bull in his head because he couldn't stand it. Yeah. Couldn't stand the idea that he lost because he's a, he's a loser. But this, that was April 30th of 45. So the next day, um, his, uh, uh, Werner's brother Magnus, who's been hanging out with him the whole time, <laughs> making shitty tea. <laughs> He actually uh, ran across an American patrol and was like, oh, hey, up at this resort, a bunch of us, man, we're ready to just wave the white flag. Like, we're ready. Is that, is that the plan? I mean, once you're at the resort, I'm like, maybe we just stay here. If someone comes, fine. But if, are we flagging down people? It's true. Like, my feet are up. Yeah. We got the hot tub. Werner's working on some kind of ski. Rocket ski. I, I think they're probably wanting to get out. <clears throat> well,. They're probably wanting to surrender so they don't get shelled. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good too. point. Surrender quicker before they you, just... Cause that... Hey, there's like 500 people at this, and there's a guy in an SS uniform. Shell them! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think at this point the Americans... Air Force! You're probably you're right. In. <laughs> call this in. Call this in. Just, yeah. Well, we surrender! Destroy that. Destroy that whole building. We don't care who's yeah. in there. Um, but yeah, they, they, uh, they surrendered, the Americans, uh, took them all in, and to their surprise, this was an entirely technically trained team of rocket engineers. They were <laughs> like, it's gotta be a cool fun. Like, like, fuck, dude. This guy's talking about integers and shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we found Li- someone. Liquid fuel? I don't even know. Huh. Liquid oxygen. Um, and he was actually interrogated by, it, it's, the story was kind of funny, because he talked to... I don't know, like a lieutenant. And he's like, oh, I'm the head of the rocket program for the Nazis. And they're like, sure you are. (laughs) So they brought in a technical specialist, somebody in the military who has some technical engineering training. Test him. And he's like, I'm the head of the rocket program for the Nazis. He's like, sure you are, buddy. And it literally went up the ladder till the military had to call uh, some aeronautic engineer to fly to Germany to give this dude a math test to prove that he is. First of all, what's an integer? <laughs> okay, good job. Let's continue on. You passed. All right. You passed. Now, so, if you put rockets on the skis, how far do you think? <laughs> I'll tell you, dude. This guy's legit. I'll tell you, you put two V2s on either ski. You go. You ski up the mountain, and your <laughs> asshole falls out of your body. And you do like 80 backflips? amazing. We put, it on, we put it on one of our POW guys to test it out <laughs> so one of our soviet slaves yeah he kept running his mouth so he just shot his ass then we put the other 13 guys down there to catch him <laughs> okay hold up in your arms i mean they did catch him but they're also dead so <laughs> technically it's uh... okay so there's a hole in the ground you know they yeah. caught him their body weight <laughs> caught part of his body weight yeah. um but yeah they eventually uh they eventually said okay he must be who he says he is. Uh, he's he's this uh, mysterious uh, head of the rocket program, the guy who's developed the tech to bomb the fuck out of London and other such things. So after he tells his whole story, the Americans also realize that we're talking about some serious tech that we don't want the Soviets to have either. Right, we didn't trust him still. So they backtrack um, his whole caravan across Germany, and they go to the caves in Bavaria and pick up all the paperwork and shit he left there. 
They go to the caves in Middlework and pick up some remnants of V2s. Free information. Go to Panamunda, pick up all this tech, ship it all over to England with this... Uh, uh, well, they didn't bring everybody, so... Uh, Werner brought over about 500 people down to Bavaria with him as his caravan. Yeah. Um, and when they asked him, so if you want to surrender this tech and explain it to us, who do you need to bring with you? And he said, oh, all every all of them. All 500 people need to come with me. <laughs> no, I need I, the whole circus. Hold on. Let's, uh, let's try this again. Who all are actually needed? They interviewed everybody. They're like, hey, you're the ordinary brother, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're you out. Can, you can see yeah. So you you don't need to. You're not really part of this, right? You're We're just... from England. We like our tea, and you can't even do that, right? Get out of here. Yeah, not the ordinary tea around here, buddy. We we fuck with Darjeeling. You say you're the prettier assistant? <laughs> I think he was lying to you. <laughs> oh boy, oh. you he, sucked his you dick, f- didn't you? You yeah. fell for that. Oh. Wow, you sucked out his liquid fuel. Oh. That's. Hope they paid you well. <clears throat> so he said, "I need my whole team." And uh, I just like to bring it up when it happens. This request made its way all the way up to to Ike, who's of course the supreme commander of the Allied forces. Right. And they were like, "We have this guy who has some crazy science that we want to know more about. He wants to bring five hundred people to." What did Ike say? Ike said, "No." Oh, get, I was like, "You get a hundred, at the most." <laughs> it's Ike. And just... what what's funny is they actually assigned a team to go through every single of von brown's group right coterie uh cavalcade um, rocket pals cadra rocket pals thank you and uh they would write files on them they'd get technical information from them they got information from Werner about their everybody's abilities anyone that they deemed worthy of coming along as part of the technical team they would put a paper clip on their file and put it in a box and this became operation paperclip oh is that really what it is yeah shit that's where the name comes from they whittled it down to 118 essential essential personnel uh they were brought over to england um which was dude that's crazy because i've heard this before just the term you know operation paperclip I yeah have no idea what it was or what it was referencing to what it is nice literally named after a paperclip i was surprised about that because usually operations are Sound arbitrary cool. name. But they still sound usually like Screaming Project Eagle. Trinity or fucking uh, what they call D Day. Uh, they had Torch and they had the other one. Yeah. Anyways, they usually I give them cool. That. This one they're like, what do you want to call it? Oh, I put a paper clip on this paper. Uh, paper clip. <sighs> I am tired. Let's just call it that. That's yeah. great. That's what happens when you have scientists in charge of coming up with the names. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, what are we going to call it? Uh, Stapler. I don't know what else. Operation Paperclip done. All right, fine. Done. Put it in the books. File it. We're done. It's like anyone's ever gonna know this. Doesn't matter. Let's yeah. move on. So they uh, uh, they go to England, which is just hilarious because the English um, had some questions for for Brown as well. Like, um, how many did you kill? Why did you shed or why did you shell the fuck out of our city? Yeah. Um, the, he, the driver in the military who was uh, driving Brown to wherever he was going to go, be interrogated, uh, made sure to stop in London and just park his car. Just made... Stare made at all of it. Stare at it. Yeah, this is, uh, this is your handiwork, pal. How do you... Uh, what do you think? You want to stay here? Maybe we stay in one of these places. You Maybe like this it? is where you stay. You like it, you like it mate? You want to go down into the so, subways? It's a and... bit drafty because there's no walls. <laughs> so, I don't know. What do you think? 
But Werner never really expressed any real shame. I think the driver was, I don't know, yeah. Arians, man. They don't have, they don't feel shame. Yeah. They're terrible people. He's like, yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember when, I, when we launched those. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, the English actually wanted to charge him with war crimes. Um, it was some, some string pulling on the American side to release him. They did uh, instead uh, arrest his immediate commander, who I've referenced before, Dornberger. He got arrested and was put in a British prison for two years for war crimes. Just but, based around the uh, those. Bombs. Well, they justified it as he was the commanding officer of uh, von Braun, so von Braun is not culpable. Hmm. He was though. doing what he was told. Yeah, which is. It's sure okay. He was the he was the John Malkovich in the Space Force setup. <laughs> John Malkovich. It's <clears throat> Steve Carell's a bad guy. It's John Malkovich. He's just a scientist. <laughs> Isn't John Malkovich that that one movie, being John Malkovich? Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Well, have you have you, you guys watched Space Force? <clears throat> no. Oh, yeah, uh, I've seen that some. Reference yeah. didn't land them. Yeah. Oh. Steve Carell is the commander of Space Force, and John Malkovich is the head scientist. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know John Malkovich still worked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I haven't watched it because it kind of looks silly. That's the point. But yeah, silly bad comedy. No, I, I think it's silly. It's good. good. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to check it out. Steve I just Carell. watched uh, Moonbase 8. It might be done after season two. Oh. Not well received. Steve Carell's so. post office career, man. He can't figure it out. Yeah. He can't figure out where to land. I think he's just so rich, he's just doing things that sound fun to him, whether yeah. they're even probably... That's true. He can pick whatever project he wants. You yeah. can tell he likes this project, but... Nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> I do, but, you know... Yeah. Well, you know. I'm a nerd. Like, yeah. yeah. They're fighting the Chinese on the moon. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's funny because it's real. There <laughs> will be. So, yeah. Um, he uh, brought over to America. Just him? Him and his 118. Mm. Well, 117. They arrested Dornberger in England. <laughs> right. But, uh, to give you a little preface here, back in 1942, uh, U.S. military intelligence had a department that... Uh, their whole point was to interview and interrogate POWs. Okay. They needed a place to house them if they brought them over, or at least house their info. Who was that done by? Who? Yeah, who was the government agency that did that? Oh, just military intelligence. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the intelligence arm of, of the military. Um, it was a secret department, so they actually the department was actually officially referred to as P.O. Box 1142, <laughs> because that's the... They didn't even have an actual the mailbox address of where they were. Yeah, they didn't really. Have yeah, one. it's actually a piece of land on George Washington's former farm, which is kind of cool. Huh. But yeah, they brought over a bunch of POWs and hundreds of Nazis to live there and be questioned, and it was really like a military base. They had housing, they had people to work there. They very ironically had because they needed people who speak German. A lot of the people in the military who speak German were Jewish refugees. Yeah, who fled Germany, joined the army because they wanted to get revenge, and then were ordered to work for the Germans. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! They're like finally, we made they're... it to the U.S. We're safe. Okay, now what? Now you work for these guys. It translate what they're saying, and then uh, figure Fuck, out. Fuck! I did this before for no money. It's <laughs> oh, just so painful. Oh, so there is. It's about a half hour long. It's a little short movie on Netflix called Camp Confidential. And they interview this Jewish. Kid, well, he's a, he's a guy now. Obviously, he's an elderly. He was a kid at the time. Yeah. That was his story. He fled Germany, fled the Nazis, came to America, 
knowing about Jewish persecution, joined the military to kill Nazis, was assigned to a secret camp where he had to then translate for the Nazis. And he was also like their handler. Like uh, they had to follow him around and make sure they get lunch, make sure they don't try to escape, Jesus. Um, escort them to uh, interrogations. Um, once in Did he do anything to him? Was he like even just like a little like I'm gonna trip you? In like... the interview, he said that he's actually quite proud that he did not personally take in any torture, and he doesn't think any actually happened, which I think is definitely an honorable position to take. Yeah, yeah. Not what I would do. No, no. I would bring pliers with me everywhere and just start <laughs> breaking things. Yeah. But um, there's a pretty funny story in that where uh, he uh, was assigned to take, it was actually, I believe, Werner Von Braun. He didn't want to say names, but he said some very high-end Aryan men, scientists, who had wives back in Germany. Now, Werner doesn't have a wife. I think he was just trying to get out of the camp. But he's, it was Christmas time, and uh, they wanted to go buy uh, Christmas presents for their wives. So this poor Jewish... Uh, Kid, private, had to escort these SS members to a mall. That's fucking bananas, in dude. De- on like December 19th of 1944 <laughs> or 45, and had to make sure the public did not know that these were POWs. At this point, why? I mean, the it's whole thing is great. sounds crazy. So they go up but to But if like, you're gonna, why don't you just be like, you tell me what you want. I'll go to the mall and pick it up for you. <laughs> like, what a... Would have been smarter. Oh, my but God. what was great is he said he was 19, uh, never had a girlfriend, and these guys were insisted on the store showing them all the brassiers to send to their wives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you mind uh, trying that on for me? I got to make sure this is going to look good for his wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just too much. Uh, too many things running through my head. I can't. But, hey, P.O. Box 1142 is where the military first learned many details, technical and otherwise, about the V-1, V-2, U-boats, microwave and infrared tech that the, the Nazis had built and harbored that nobody knew too much about at that point. Yeah. Man, we sure did get a lot of, yeah, we got a lot of technology from a lot of countries in this, during World War Two. Britain and... Yeah. We got everything. Uh, Germany, and I, I would imagine that we shared some with Russia back and forth a little bit at least. Although I, I think we was always like on guard, like, huh, I'll give you the second best stuff. <laughs> yes. Or the third, fourth. Yeah, we really, uh, I don't know what the right word is there. We just sort of blackmailed and tricked and... Lots of spies. Lots of spies, but we came out on top. Yeah. Good, good job. Go America. It's a patriotic show. Yeah. People time. Sure. Yeah. Like, we love everything about America. Eh, it's all right. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm, uh, I'm good. But. You mean like you'll take it or leave it, or you're good? I mean, like, it's not. There's worse places, but I definitely don't think that. Like, oh. I'd oh. rather be Australian. I think. I don't have the enthusiasm as as others in this country. I think is the best yeah. way to explain that. Well, like if I were to if hold a gun to my head, um. I think that uh, there wouldn't be hip hop without America. That's a good point. Other than that, I'd rather just be Mexican oh. or Australian. I definitely, or definitely, a country re- with less weight. Definitely recognize the the wrongdoings of our own government uh, constantly. So I don't know. I normally would say Canadian, and then you're like, yeah, but there's crazy idiots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have a whole In Canada too. Whole wa- oh, right wing th- force that's pretty sad, pretty yeah. sick. 
I know that they're very pissed that their uh, Freedom Convoy got less press because of the Ukrainian war, which is great. Okay. Well, uh, Werner von Braun, the Nazi scientist, was held at this secret base for a few months and tell the, uh, until the, uh, the military decided that he's not a flight risk and uh, we could probably put him to work and uh, technical abilities. Show us how to make rockets, man. Just give him a couple of secretaries that are female. <clears throat> We're good. A pretty one and a prettier one. Yeah. And then a third one that, that the other two don't know about. Who is <clears throat> the prettiest. Who is the prettiest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now that, uh, now that uh, Von Braun is uh, in America, he's, uh, he's not an American citizen by any means, but he's working for America. Was he okay with that? Like, was he like, this is good? Yeah. I think, think better maybe than death. better than death or... or being a slave to the soviets yeah 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 and I, I think which that's, is what would have happened that's the conversation he had back in germany where he's like what's the can't go back idea? to germany right did they even technically have a government at this point no no so it's like yeah this seems like a good place to land i mean berlin was just dust and the british would have intercepted him and Charge him for war crimes. They probably wouldn't. Yeah. If the Americans weren't. That's the real that's the real part is he's like, Yeah, hey, if I go back to Europe, guess what? Yeah. The British want me in jail. Yeah. A lot of people don't uh, don't really like what he was involved in, so I don't I guess I don't blame him for getting as far away from it as possible. Yeah. And going to the land of baseball. <laughs> yeah. We forgive sins for whatever reason. Sure. So now he's working for the US. What exactly is he working on? Um, sh- retro showing everybody the V2. How does it work? How do you make it work? How do you make it better? Is he doing any kind of, yeah, is he doing any improving on it? No, he is actually bored out of his mind. <laughs> like, the American scientists, the military scientists who got this tech were enthralled. They actually called, um, where it's reverse engineering the V2 so they can understand it. Yeah. They called it Project Fireball. Uh, him and his other German technical people called it... Uh, project Icebox because they—that's their joke. Because uh, they're like, we've done this. We're bored. Yeah, this is this is old, cold news. Exactly. And the other one—they're calling it Fireball because they're like, careful, he might blow up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Li- literally. Yeah. Yeah, it might actually literally blow up. Yeah. Hey, dabblers, Ava Brontosaurus here, doing the editing for People Time right now. Middle of the night, doing fine. Thanks. How are you? Hey, thanks for asking. I've been uh, furiously masturbating, <clears throat> watching uh, Gilligan's Island while editing, so taking a while, but the primary thing is, whilst editing, I did notice uh, it's, it's, go, it's going long, it's, it's going long, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cut it here for episode one, please take a break. Go care for yourself. Eat some toast or some fruit or pleasure yourself. I do have one correction to add right quick for the episode. I did say several times uh, I referenced that the uh, the regiment, that the, the Band of Brothers uh, book and, and show is on, uh, I said that they were in the 501st. Uh, it is actually the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment of the 101st Airborne. So that is the one and only mistake. 
people time has ever made. So if you caught it, <laughs> brownie points for you. If you ever mention it to my face, I will murder your family. And you know what? Let's do episode two. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.